Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to What Are You Doing Movie. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or Blu-ray of Blast from the Past, and I know you have it. Press play and press pause when the New Line logo fades to black at the first frame I don't you think perceive. there is a Blu-ray, Nobody actually. has I have no, I, don't, I doubt it. I, Nobody they, has There's it. only etchings and VHS tapes of this movie. Uh, press play, press pause when the New Line logo fades to black at the first frame you perceive of all black. Press pause. In a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play, and we will blast to the past together. Go out to the dumpster behind what used yeah. to be the blockbuster. And start digging. <laughs> go, to, start digging. Go, to your good, yeah. go to your local Goodwill. They probably have three or four copies there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. And like really great old mugs. And I yeah. was at a Goodwill a little while ago and they had like eight pairs of crutches. Like there's yeah. crutches all over Goodwill, which is kind of dark when you think about why. Because what the hell else are you going to do with crutches once you don't Yeah, you just like you get them when you break your leg and then your leg's not broken anymore. So you just you keep them for like five years and go, why am I keeping these? Why am I keeping these goddamn crutches? I have no... It, so Blast from the Past, it'll be like any other comic text with four friends in your head. Yeah, myself as always, Tate Christie, Brian William Fenefter, Greetings. Michael Dorkman Scott, Hello. and Trey the Amazing Stokes. Yes. So this is our second curated choice movie. This one's mine. Yeah. And it was, a, it, it seems like a <laughs> weird one. Explain yourself, it seems like a It seems like a weird one be like, no, guys. No, guys. Blast from the Past is it. <laughs> I know. It's like the curated ones are like, this is my flag in the sand. Yeah. Like, I'm drawing the yes, line here. This is the hill I die on. No, but it's, it's my, my curated choice here wasn't actually because it's like, guys, I love this movie. We have to do it. If it was that, it would be like maybe Sandlot or something. Like something we wouldn't be. I would be, have done Sandlot. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that, we, we might Let's do that without even having to curate it. <laughs> this one, I was like, we're never going to do that unless. And it's, it's funny how it started because at some point, I think it was probably on the Little Shop commentary, I had mentioned... Who in their right mind looks at a movie and goes, you know what this needs? Songs. And like, I just picked a random 1950s Roger Corman film decided we should make that a musical. Who, what, how insane <laughs> is that idea that someone would be like, nah, something's off. Needs songs. And I've always wondered like, who the fuck, how do you make that? Does, how, do you just arbitrate a movie for that sort of thing? And I had that opinion until one day I was watching Blast from the Past and I went, oh my God, this needs to be remade as a musical. This does. This is what it needs to be. It didn't take off with anyone. I think it's a delightful little movie, but there's a really tremendous amount of good theme shit. The plot is fun. There's adorable characters, but no one actually really cared about this movie at all. It just kind of came and went and people forgot about it. Cut to the dumpster out back of Blockbuster. I think it needs songs. Like, I think this is a perfect story to convert into a musical. And I was really excited about that. I want to talk about that prospect. So we'll have a little bit of a conversation about that. Otherwise, I just like, I like this movie a lot. You know, Otherwise, got- we're going to sit here in uncomfortable silence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just glaring at me. Humming to ourselves. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to live in a fallout shelter. I want to live through a helter-skelter. Yeah. I want to be, I think. And, you know, other than that thing, I really like this movie a lot. It's a fun movie. It's a movie that I... Is that I- a song? Is that a real song? That's a, you do that? That is a song okay. that my roommate in my freshman year of college wrote. Because <laughs> he had a... I'll, tell, I'll save it. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the history Be of that careful, song. Be careful, You don't want to get perfect. into the whole like, rights thing here. It's, no, that's, per- that's yeah. perfect because then we'll have something to talk about. But yeah. I was like, did you do that just now? Because, <laughs> not, oh my God. This commentary could work. <laughs> There's not many things that rhyme with shelter other than Helter Skelter. Yeah, man. And then Felter. Felter. I yeah. knew her. Anyway... I like this movie a lot, but the, the, my, my main thing is I want to talk about whatever the fuck it is I'm picking up on. I'm, I'm curious why it didn't take off. I think it's great. Uh, but more specifically, holy shit, man. I like, yeah, whatever. Brian, had you seen it before this? <laughs> no, I, d- I definitely not seen it. Uh, <laughs> Brian, Brian kept replying to the email chain like, Dave Foley's in this. Nathan Fillion's in this. <laughs> holy shit. I almost like at the very end because it was, you know, Dave Foley I saw in the credits. I went, holy shit. And then Nathan Fillion pops up in the movie. I went, holy shit. I almost like wanted to wait until the very, very end and went, holy shit, Brendan Fraser's in this. <laughs> but I did. It was Brendan Fraser the whole, whole time. time. Uh, did you did you expect anything out of it? Was it as you expected? 
Was yeah, it? it was pretty much what I what I expected. What I didn't expect was how late it was. It's like 1999. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would have I would have pegged it as much earlier because it's very quintessentially 90s, and it's it's a. a it seems like the perfect example of that, you know, 90s little romance uh, kind of like high concept comedy, high concept movie. thing. Yeah. Um, Did you like it? I was, it was fine. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You're going to be our huge earth surrogate because that's how everyone felt about it. <laughs> what? If they what? saw it at all. Yeah. Huge uh, earth surrogate? Like you're going to be the representative of all humans who oh. all saw this movie <laughs> and went, yeah, it was good. Oh, he, speaks for, he speaks for all of us. You speak, speak for all men. Dorkman? I also speak for the trees, because uh, <laughs> my the that's that's my impression but they never as well. Listen to me. Yeah, I watched this and was like, "Well, that was fine." Um, <laughs> it's although a, it's a totally random movie to curate. Although I I'll, I will give you this: as I was watching it, there's the scene where he's he first come comes you know up to the surface. And he's running around. He's like, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. I've never seen you before with the, with the children. And I was, as it went on, something was weird. And I went, totally thought he was breaking in a song there. <laughs> yeah. Like, totally thought he was. I've never like, seen you, you before. Yeah. I've never seen this before. I thought, I thought it was leading up. Like, that's the build up to a song. Like the orchestra swells. Yeah. Right? And, and it didn't come. And so I had like this feeling of discomfort for a second i was like what is wait <laughs> what is some, this need something didn't happen just then and it's oh he was supposed to sing just then and he didn't how strange but uh so i That's did independent verification you i can't did make that i did get a sense of yeah i'm like this movie feels like it's right on the edge of being a musical and breaking into song uh on a couple of occasions so yeah i see that but um don't know what oh you'll see about but we'll you'll see, we'll see. <laughs> Trash Dukes. Well, I, I, way back when on cable, I saw like the first 15 minutes of this movie and I said, all right, yeah, I get it. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so <Yeah>. I, click. <laughs> yeah, I think and, we're done here. And never felt like revisiting it. So this time I sat down, I watched the whole thing and wow, I didn't get any more out of it than I did in that first 15 minutes. I was like, this is a bit of a grind. Um, this is not a good movie. This is a badly written and really badly directed film. It gets by on the innate charm of some of its actors, although I do not get the Alicia Silverstone thing. No, but no one truly does. Brendan Fraser no is carrying an awful lot of this movie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Dave Foley's kind of working it with the, as Pat Oswalt would go, the gay best friend. You know, he's doing the most cliched character there is in movie history. And, and Christopher Walken is walking and, and Sissy Spacek is, you know, kind of knows what character she's playing, but sometimes she gets told to do something else. It's a, it's a hot mess of a movie and it's really, really, really glacially paced. It, it's, it's almost uh, two yeah, hours and it agreed. needs to be about 90, but, um, agreed. so yeah, it needs something. That's for sure. It's, it's interesting that it's made by Hugh Wilson who came, who is a TV director and it feels like a TV movie. It feels like a TV show in that they're holding for laughs that aren't actually coming. Mm-hmm. Everyone is like, just there's, miles of air between every line as if there's a huge studio audience laughing and and so Hugh Wilson did among other things the police academy movies which were huge hits this was pretty much the last movie he did he was getting pretty he's still around but he, I don't think he's done much since then he's a pretty old guy now so there's about to be one more pair of crutches at Goodwill yeah he made uh, you know, he made he made this he made this movie and has because he's much, getting better hasn't done much <laughs> since yeah <laughs> I see it. I see it I see a t- well tended crutch by the fireplace and but um, 
<laughs> it's it's really clunky, and it makes me like like Police Academy movies. They were no masterpiece of cinema either. They just sort of were the thing of their time, but they're very shabbily directed as well. So yeah, this is just one of those movies. It's like it's a really good premise, right? With a really sad little script and really really lackluster direction. So it's not you know it it what charm it has is the is the actors themselves who bring what life to it there is, but it's. The plot doesn't make any goddamn sense, and and it's just it's just bad. But um, but I totally get that's why. But you know, hey, the original Little Shop of Horrors was, movie was, was no bargain either. <laughs> yeah. So that's exactly why I'm kind of on board with. You know what? As a weird left field campy, hey, let's make a musical out of blast from the past. That's just hipstery enough to maybe be a huge success, and I'm totally <laughs> great with that idea. Because I think the premise is fine. I think the execution is is totally blasted. But uh, but you know, with music with songs, it might uh, might bring the whole thing together. And you can get away with just tremendous amount of exposition and like, all right, song as opposed to twenty yeah. minute scene, twenty minute scene. All right, anyway, I am psyched for this episode. Let's do this. Uh, New line <laughs> logo is faded to black. Two hours of this thing. Oh yeah. Well, we got to keep up the energy for this. New line logo is faded to black. As I have here, put your finger on the button. Three, two, one, and pause. What I, the premise is what really gets me, is that there's, there's so much really handy, like little pastiche of different eras and ideas in this movie that it's already put all this work into like, okay, so it's like this, and they were afraid of this, and they're all like this, and the bomb, and they're going to make a fallout shelter, but then he's going to grow up, and oh, then it's like, you know, the, you can balance the themes of what it's like to be a kid in the idyllic 50s and the 90s and all this stuff, and just, it's a shit ton of fun theme stuff you can do with it. It also might benefit from being remade just on the auspices of then right now, if we were making this movie, it would be a period film. We just have to also point out that uh, L.A. Confidential totally stole this title sequence. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't L.A. Confidential like 97? I don't know. I think it was before this. Whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty anyway, sure. But okay, maybe it's the other way around. <laughs> but it's the same song. He's like on the hush hush and very cute Los Angeles, the city of the angels. Yeah, yeah exactly. On the hush and very cute. Yeah. Very right. hush hush. Um, but, but it's the same song. Accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative. It was, uh, I believe, the same opening credit song is oh, really confidential. I haven't seen all that. Which might actually, which might actually predate. You're right. Might might predate this movie. In which case, this yeah. is the ripoff. In yeah. any case, uh, but all this like fun idea shit I think is really cool and I like all the different characters you get to play with and honestly I, I, I dig uh, uh, his parents performances a lot to be honest with you but in any case but something's off with this movie and I I still don't know what it is hopefully we figure out what it is sort of in addition to the other stuff we're going to talk about musical shit but I don't know what's off with this movie when you say it's badly directed what do you, you mean on? There, it's there's there's no it's it's directed kind of like a, like a sitcom it's just like this wide master is an over and over there's there's so many interminable cutaways to Alicia Silverstone going wah wah. It's you know reacting to the wacky hijinks. It's just there's no there's like a couple of shots where you go oh okay there's like one shot where they walk through the entire fallout shelter that that's kind of like okay there's someone's actually directing this but there's, it's this like like this party scene is sort of thought out where look the camera's moving and so on but most of the coverage of this movie is just like. People talking in a very, very flat proscenium staging, and then there's a cutaway of this person, there's a cutaway of that person. They all just kind of stand there, like, "Gosh, that happened." Very workmanlike. Yeah, it's it's uh, remains a stalwart. So, yeah, it sort of starts out more lively, but then when it gets into the meat of the movie, it's just like nothing interesting going on directing wise at all. And and the script is just like, especially her with like, "I love him, but I want him committed." But now I love him again. It's just like there's you know the character motivations are murky at best. That's the real problem. It's like yeah, we, we were just. You know, we just did Paper Moon and we're talking about it being character driven. And it's like, this one's trying to be character driven, but I don't know where the but hell there was going. But th- there was just things that had to happen at yeah. certain points. And so the characters just do them. But, uh, you know, it's like, 
<laughs> and I can't tell. I mean, as as Brendan Fraser has saved a number of movies by his kind of wacky hero heroic charm. Um, this movie, I can't. I still don't know if he's supposed to be just sort of totally. You know, obviously he lived in a fallout shelter his whole life, but I, is he supposed to be borderline retarded, or or what exactly <laughs> is the issue with him in this movie? It's it's hard to get a grip on. Yeah, it's. It's like, is he it, like he, it, it's almost like he's trying to do like just the grown child thing because yeah. he's literally been sheltered his entire life. But well, it's also I think it's also a fifties thing. It's like it's splitting the difference between he's yeah he's been he's, sheltered quite he's literally. Opie anyway, but but he's but and then also it's like he came out of Pleasantville. It's like he's yeah, not a real yeah. person. He's a character that's kind of doing a fish out of water thing. So yeah, he's, he's like yeah he's from a sitcom and not from. The actual 60s. Let me tell you why I arrived at the idea of a musical. It's because... Yeah, when, this would make a great song. Yeah, my plane this is in trouble, <laughs> everyone. Oh, mayday, to a tower, tower like, wolf one. Mayday, mayday. <laughs> and I'm going down. <laughs> All right, no. Let but it go. The, re- the reason I, 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 I fixated on that is that this movie feels very... You were just, it's a different way of saying what you were just talking about, which is characters are just moving from plot development to plot development, sort of without being characters of their own. And it's a line of these like little random contrived plot things where, okay, he thinks there's going to be a bomb and he's built a bomb shelter, but it's a plane. But then they get trapped in there for 35 years, but then he escapes. And then the guy, and then it's like, it's very much that thing, then this thing, then that thing, then this thing. And I always associate that sort of, sort of herky jerky move from one thing to another as moving from song to song in a bad musical. Yeah. Uh, And I, I don't remember exactly how it came up in my head, but you could get rid of a tremendous amount of a bad expositional dialogue with songs because you get a pass on those. Ideally it would be good songs, but you can get a pass on those anyway because the character is singing their thoughts. That's what's happening. And then also you can really tremendously shorten this by doing that because now we can just move on from thing to thing to thing. And I think with the added sort of whimsy of it being a musical, you would forgive a lot of the shit that makes absolutely no sense and just be like, hey, you know, of course hey, the plant from Mars is here if now. If you went for a Little Shop thing and you just totally embraced the camp of it. Yeah. Little Shop was the, the thing I was thinking of in particular. Yeah. But I can see that working because I, I do think the concept is really adorable. But the concept is so ridiculous and fantastical that this movie, when it plays it sort of just cutesy, straightforward, no risks taken studio comedy... It, I think it's just like it just sits there. You know what the and you know what the other problem is is comparing it to Little Shop. I was thinking, okay, what what do you have to do to make this more like Little Shop? And what Little Shop has is it's building to the confrontation with the plant. Ultimately, this ha- this isn't building to anything. Right. It's just kind of wandering around for a couple of hours until they finally fall in love, and then it's like and okay, it's over. Yeah. and uh, so, so now they live in a house on a hill, and yeah. we're. A family and we're whatever. rich and yeah okay so so it, i feel like there's got to be it's confused like it the, i feel like there has to be a villain so to speak or there's got to be some source of conflict yeah. and this movie unfortunately tries to make the love interest the villain as well for yeah. a little while there and it just yeah. doesn't well, they do quite... they uh, in the beam when they first send brendan fraser into the into the world they do set up like the ticking clock of your dad just had a heart attack. You need to go find these things. Yeah, which they don't find a doctor. Oh my god! And then they forgot about doesn't that. Go yeah, exactly. Yeah, like he was dropped. To go, why doesn't he go get medical help or something like <laughs> yeah. that? So so yeah, and then and then it's all about how yeah I've got to get supplies, which he then spends weeks doing. Yeah, you know, which and again, there's no ticking clock to, to any of that, and 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 there's no sort of like he's been gone for weeks. I wonder what's happening up there. You know, it doesn't happen. So 
it's just it's it's just kind of weird and th- yeah and thematically thematically how does any of that relate to anything it's like it's all about okay so he would because of paranoia but yet he was sort of right and what is the so what does that mean you know it's like there's a there's a tiny bit of you know the 60s you know the morals i mean it, it happened this this takes place in the 60s but the parents were you know more or less 50s people just you know two years into the 60s but the you know this the the the, the more the mores and the you know the the gentlemanly nature and the you know the uh, the the whole sort of politeness of the 50s is much needed in our modern day it kind of touches on that a little bit you know that's at least sort of in there but and our modern characters are like totally weirded out by the fact that he has parents that love each other and they're married yeah all that that it means to be a gentleman is to be this and it's all but then but it doesn't come together in any kind of way that's the goop i'm talking about where it's like this movie is littered with shit you could do with thematically that they don't really do anything with it here it's just kind of all there and you can interpret it however you want oh christopher walken has that thing going on where they're clearly fake glasses because there's no curvature and it's just the whole <laughs> yeah. thing lights up in reflection. What what we need, if we're going to add something that gives it a, a sense of, oh my God, conflict and maybe yeah. going somewhere. And also mom's alcoholism, which is just played as an occasional joke that right. doesn't yeah. actually have any kind of resonance to it. So I'm trying to figure out what sort of thing we could add that would give it a direction to be going in, ticking clock slash conflict item for the third act to be about. It could be that the sort of will they, won't they shit that lasts for an hour doesn't it's just no they love each other immediately and then adam tries to invite her down to the thingy and she gets free like that might want to be like an act two thing as opposed to an end of act two thing uh, i think and that, I, for example that he, what if you flip it the other way like mom and dad say yeah if you find a nice girl bring her down what if what if his mandate is don't interact with anyone up there and he falls in love that's bad there's that's his problem better. that's better you know like but there's this girl i love but she won't fit into my world you know do the romeo and juliet thing but could, the fact, or it could also go the other way around which is they he he wants to bring her down and they don't like her. Well, yeah. not no, even they weird. don't like her, that's but the weird. idea the idea that yeah. they're like, don't talk to anybody. And he's like, oh my gosh, I've fallen in love with this girl. I can't admit that I talk to anybody. I can't tell my parents right. about this, yeah. you know. And like, they so, won't understand. Because like thematically, know. what do the parents want? Well, they want to survive the nuclear war. And then, you know, there's a th- later on, mom is like, well, we have to go up. I can't stand in here any longer. It was like, well, but if you don't like the society that you're going back to, dad sort of seems to want, we'll just stay here for another 35 years or something like that. Yeah, that's 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 Where, why they're, they're collecting all the resources. So they can the just stay in there longer. So they can go back. They can just up. have this sort of yeah. perfect world. So, so but they a, never th- really have that full conversation. Yeah, there's a thematic possibility there, too, about how you can't stay in the shelter forever. You have to go out out into the greater and, world yeah but the fact that they, I, they the set mom and dad up in this idyllic other world that isn't the real world right womb thing yeah it doesn't doesn't satisfy anything thematically either yeah the idea of thank uh, god we're rich yeah. otherwise mom and dad would have had to deal with reality so yeah, phew yeah. dodged a bullet the idea of of you know the the tension between yeah you're being sheltered in in, in a perfect world or trying to construct a perfect world and just trying to make the best of the reality that you have that yeah. could be a great you know that could be yeah it could be thing. it could be the sense the the conflict could be go up and find a nice girl and have a milkshake with her and then marry her like you <laughs> know that kind of 50 sensibility yeah. of you you know whoever your high school sweetheart was that's who you married and spent the rest of your life with and then he comes up into the world of the 90s where it's like and he finds somebody he likes and then believes that's the way you do it <laughs> and she goes no let's 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 date let's for just, a while <laughs> let's hook up you know yeah so. 
and they have to reconcile this fact of like, oh, well, in the New World Order, you actually have to get to know the person over I mean, a the, period of time. The classic paradigm is, is you know, thesis, synthesis, synthesis, but there's no synthesis at the end. There's no right. real indication that these two worlds have yeah. now found a common bond yeah. and a common ground. Right. They've just continued to isolate mom and dad and like keep the truth from them as long as possible. <laughs> Yeah, there's no the, the the whole you know this is a fish out of water story like say Austin Powers you mm. know and but the thing about the thing about Austin was like you said there was there was him and there was the Elizabeth Hurley world and they bumped up against each other until they finally understood how to coexist and and live together and they fell in love and got married and all of that so I think story wise that uh, that was what I was expecting structurally from Blast from the Past yeah um and that's not what it is. Um, what would that look like in the third act then? Like that would well, be at least everyone. Does the mom and dad like move into a modern apartment? Well, again, whatever well, they're whatever they're going with Austin Powers. You know, it's a spy thing. So obviously, there's 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 Doctor Evil that they have to confront at the end. There's no Doctor Evil. There's no confrontation yeah. that this is building to. Or thematically, I mean, thematically, it seems like the more appropriate theme to say is. You know, because because the premise is that Christopher Walken is wrong. They didn't need to be in this shelter for 35 years. So so it would be like you could set it up like, okay, we're going to send my son out and he's all fearful and he's all afraid. But he finds out that although there are lots of things that, you know, are not necessarily perfect in the in the world, there are a lot of great things about the world, including this woman that I fall in love with. So perhaps the third act is he brings back all the supplies. Here you go, mom and dad. But I'm not coming back to live with you. I'm going to stay up here. And they're like, no, no, come down with us. Good, good. And they're like, you know, he's like, no, no, this you you should come up here. And so it's all about him. Them them finally overcoming the fear and coming out and facing the modern mm. world, you know, and understanding, but still having like, there's still a charm and a wonderfulness about the fact that they, they are from this other period and they do sort of bring this, this charm and sensibility of let's all be nice to each other. And why can't we all just be better people to this, to this world and help, mm-hmm. help make the, make the new world a better place. But if anything, this thematically should be a story about, you know, overcome your fear, dad, and stop living in a hole in the ground. There's a whole world out here that you could be experiencing. And you kept it from me. Yeah. And I don't hate you for it, but I'm not going to be like you anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm going to live out here in the world. Another thing that I think might be interacting with the tone of the movie and also probably affects the pace is that this movie goes through, while this is not specifically following any character really like you know the way sometimes a movie will this movie actually has three different people that it's ostensibly following it starts as this sort of god's eye view calvin christopher walken thing where we're watching his life and then we're sort of watching the parents until brandon fraser is here and then we're following him for a while and we're only on him and then this movie ends with alicia silverstone talking and telling us and it's exactly it's a question of okay wait who is telling me the story whose actual perspective am i experiencing here this movie chooses to show us everyone's perspective as opposed to like we're limited to this and we don't understand either why, you know, there's a black woman on the street or something like that. We don't get it either because we've been with Adam this entire time. As it stands, we're sort of seeing all sides of the little, you know, confusion conflicts. So there's no actual conflict for us to experience what the characters are going through because, you know, we know why Adam is the way he is. So it seems a little bit over the top for Alicia Silverstone to call like a therapist on him. But she, that, well, was, seems, that was a perfectly seems, reasonable thing for her to do because she doesn't know the stuff we know. It seems over the top for her to do that almost at that point. It's like earlier on when he's... Yeah, really they've been hanging weird. out for weeks at this point. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it's supposed to be the tip-off that he finally tells her the real story. And she just goes, that's so crazy. I just can't believe it. I'm going to call the, call the authorities on you, which 
is a bit of an overreaction, yeah. I think. Yeah. Not, um, it, it's and the fact that as soon as they show up, she goes, no, wait, no, I love him. Don't take him, yeah. which is you know just a totally bogus character reversal. So what, what, what I'm talking about would almost be a thing where like we need to kind of restructure this movie. For, for instance, it could be of the several things it could be. It could be that we are only following Adam. This starts in the bunker. I think, yeah. Or something like that. Or we could just only be following so like, walking. Like this whole mom's whatever. thing where it becomes different things is like, it's just filler. It doesn't really pay off yeah. in any way. Right. You know, other than to say time is passing. But exactly. You know, we just like, need to pick one character, I, I think. It's we like a montage they forgot to montage together, and yeah. we're just actually seeing the scenes. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. If we just picked one character and this is the experience of this person, as opposed to this is a story of a bunch of people at different times, one person's experience from the beginning to the end. That, I think, could be better. Uh, I, it would solve at least the problem of, I don't know exactly whose experience I'm supposed to be connecting with in this. I'm just watching a bunch of people do things. Yeah, there's probably multiple ways to to go you about You could do it with Felicia Silverstone. I mean, the, the You could do it like a frame story like Wicked, almost. Remind me? <laughs> well, because it, it starts after, you know, the, the Wicked Witch has... has been vanquished and Glinda comes into the the munchkin city and everyone's like but wait didn't you know her and she's like okay what you gotta understand <laughs> about that is this and so and doodly-doo, doodly-doo, she, doodly-doo. Yeah, so she kind of tells the story but she doesn't tell the whole story to the munchkins but we as the audience see it so her her interaction with the munchkins gets there's like a different level to it when we actually return to the the you know right the, the present time um i don't think there's exactly the same thing there because there's no like munchkins or anything but um if you want if you want it to be kind of alicia silverstone as the as the frame then you can have you know you can have it going back and telling this is how they wound up there and then he he came up and and blah 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 and this is how we met and yada yada maybe she's telling the story to her kids right one of the things like when when you boil it right down what this movie wants to be this the stuff that we like about the premise what this movie really is even though it doesn't behave this way is a time travel story this is about people in the 90s interacting with people from the 50s well fish out of water yeah exactly. right which is i think makes austin powers a really useful analog um, yeah because it's a similar thing ultimately this the story is interesting because we are seeing this 50s-ass guy interact with this 90s-ass world. That's the whole sort of central point of this, right? Yes. Okay. In that case, we want to be following probably Adam. I, would, yeah. I think. Yes. Well, he's the, he is the main character, whether or not he's our... our yeah, he's, he's ostensibly the main character, yeah. but you know you can't really articulate his character change other than... Because he wants to experience the world, and then he experiences the world. There's no <laughs> like, you know, I, you know, thing that he wants... He doesn't want anything. It's kind of the problem. I want to help my mom and dad, which he kind of helps his mom and dad, but not by anything he really does, by the fact that, you know, if you hang on to stock certificates for 35 years, they're worth something. It's like he didn't achieve anything yeah, you're himself. Right. And he's, yeah, he's, he's lacking he, a problem and a solution. And he, yeah. he, he's not changed by his yeah. interaction with the modern world, really, in any way. He's, yeah. Which he, you could do that. You could do like the, you know, the sort of the fool triumphant kind of story, as Blake Snyder would call it, where... Everyone around him is changed by him, by his virtue that he's this sort of, you know, oh, you know, messianic yeah. sort of nice guy from the 50s who everyone first tries to take advantage of or beat up or whatever. But then because of his innate niceness that you just can't get him out of, you know, everyone around him is affected positively by that. Um, which, that they, again, there's, there's a little bit of that, but, you know, like but really only per, sort of expelled out by Dave Foley. Like he's a gentleman and there's no such thing as a gentleman anymore, by the way, what that word means. But, you know, there's so it doesn't really, again, pay off in any kind of really tangible way. In the chat room, Latin Alice says that I think both Adam and Eve's viewpoints are important. 
and I, I see the value in it. I, I also see th- this was probably a really tricky movie to try to write. I mean, you could punch it up. I'm very sure. upset by the Adam and Eve thing, by the way. That's yeah, that was yeah. really. Yeah. But, I mean, again, that's like, you know, it's it's this movie is full of the first thing someone thought of thought yeah. of. But uh, yeah, the well, Eve in particular. That's, yeah. That's she, she's really Adam is cute. Underwritten to the point this, where I'm not sure she's written. Right. I, Adam is cute as a character choice for them to make because they think the world's over. Eve, that's a stretch. That's the screenwriter. Yeah. So if, if knocking if, on your door, if we were to position him as the character who doesn't change because he is, he's the blast from the past yeah. that affects everyone else, then it does become Eve's story because she's the one who will change. She's the one who starts out cynical and I'm only interested in shallow guys and blah, blah, blah. And again, that's there, but not really developed in any good way. It's just, she, she, everyone, she talks about it, but, but it doesn't really happen in any kind of significant way. And you don't really see anything other than she goes, okay, I love him after all. You know, so it's, it's more like you have to isolate like, okay, what's her deal? Like she's totally shallow. It could almost be Eve's movie. It totally could. Well, the thing is, is you, know, the, the you, can't, you can't have a character, where, a movie where the quote unquote main character doesn't change. You know, usually it's the lone gunslinger who comes to town and it's the townspeople who change and right. you know, find their bravery or their true selves or whatever it is. And he moves on at the end because he doesn't change. That's that's perfectly fine. Your, your main character doesn't have to be the one who carries the arc. But if he doesn't, everyone else does. Right. So. So it's I like that. It's it's Eve's. Eve's story, but the thing is, Eve already starts out going, I recognize that I'm only attracted to shallow guys because I'm a shallow person. She should discover that, yeah. you know, in the, you know, in the sense of like, oh, here's this guy and I'm going to help him out. But my God, what a, what a waste case he is. You know? And then realize, no, I love this guy. Why do I love this guy when, you know, I like these like, you know, tough guy rock star dudes who ride motorcycles. It's like, oh, that's because I've been so shallow and I don't yeah. respect what a real person is like. You know, she but she already she that's her that's her opening monologue. She describes herself that way. Uh-huh. She's already made that realization. So she doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, we need to figure or out she could, or she could she could still have that monologue at the beginning. I only like shallow guys because I'm shallow myself. And then as her, a, at the, that's at her the de- beginning. That's her defense. That's her yeah. defense. That's why she well, doesn't get involved with people. Really? Yeah, exactly. And then her, her it's safer arc, for her. And then now her it's, arc of change. And now you've got two stories about fear and about not wanting to, you know, take the leap into the unknown. You've got you've got Eve's. You know, I don't want to like be I don't want to commit to. Somebody. I don't want to be in a real committed relationship because yeah. that's scary. I just want to keep having these shallow ones, and then meanwhile, mom and dad are about the. You know, we want to stay here in our in our shelter and hide away from the real world. And now right. you've got sort of a thematic thing is starting to happen. Right, and, and he's and Adam is the character that's drawing. He's the them bridge both out of. Those he's the worlds. bridge between the two, where he says he's the one who leaves the world in the first place, draws her out of her shelter, you could mm. say, and then in the end, everyone nice. is, is better off. What I was going to say, you could also do it in such a way where she in the beginning says, no, I'm I'm a shallow person. So and I like shallow guys, so it's not going to work. And really, you discover through the course of the movie, she doesn't value herself. She just has no, you know, she doesn't value. That's herself. what it is. So yeah. I was trying to figure out what what is the thing? What is this imagined, this supposed thing that we have quintessentially lost between the 50s and the 90s? That is the difference between these people, really. And I honestly, I wouldn't have come to it if you not just said that. I think it's the thing we are honing in on is self-esteem. People, or at least the the idyllic picture of the fifties, sixties shit, is this really happy, you know, self assuredness and politeness comes as a result of all that <laughs> gumption. But the, but the thing, fifties gumption. But the thing we might be talking about that Eve quintessentially lacks, 
because we have quintessentially lost this. You know, it's all bullshit. <laughs> I totally, I totally disagree with this. There's, the problem today is everyone's got too goddamn much self-esteem. Yeah. Everyone thinks they're so fucking awesome. We've lost, we've lost <laughs> the very important societal importance of shame, where everyone <laughs> thinks that everything they do is awesome and must be on YouTube. It's, it's. I think it's the other way well, around. Those can be, those can both be the exact same thing, though. Well, it's the other way around. It's, it's the idea that that that. The people from the fifties. It's all about. It's not about me. It's not about Suffolk. It's about. It's about family and about the community and about you know knowing your neighbors and you know having them over for dinner and you know all that kind of stuff. Whereas the the modern era is more about. But what's me about any of that? So it's 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 the it's <laughs> you the, damn kids. Yeah, exactly. You're just railing against the kids. I'm right? not. Well, there's hey, there's studies about. I, but you I know, agree with how him. hard it is to hire millennials because they think they they oh, deserve no. you know no, massive. No, 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 no. I don't no, know. I, I will just say I don't know any of my neighbors. No, those those studies mm. that you were talking. I actually kind of a little bit. I do know our neighbors a little bit, uh, but those studies that you just referenced there, th- those are bullshit because those are like they've they've said yes. Uh, employers today think that millennials don't have the right work ethic, and they bemoan that and the sad state of affairs of today's youth. Blah 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 blah. When those people were just entering the workforce and where the age millennials are now, their bosses in the previous generation said the same thing about them. That's just the same generational. Know, like, like, these damn kids today just expressed in a different way. Well, that's fine. But the, you know, every, every generation and someone was, someone was talking about that. I don't know if it's true. And I was just thinking that, that, there's sort of a tone of a generation, but it's cyclical. Like the cynical generation begets the hopeful generation and so on. Because everyone's kids, kids today, what they do is they rebel against their parents, whatever their parents were. So if the, the parents were like the hippie dippy peace and love hippies, they beget the 80s, let's all make money generation. And the 80s, let's all, we all have money generation <laughs> beget the, we all have money and we don't really need to do anything. So I'm going to just do my own thing now. So it's like, we're, we're, <laughs> and, psych- now, and now none of us have any fucking money well, that's because the, the fucking economy. So, is so we're, in, we're in the depression generation. Generation, which yeah. means the next generation is going to win a fucking world war. That's the beauty of it. Is that this is the tough generation that goes, wow, I had to scrabble for everything I got because the economy was was for shit. So the the next generation is the next greatest generation that's going to actually do something again. So that's you know it's a, it's a it's a theory. There's not like a study on that, but I thought it was a really interesting thing because you are rebelling against your parents, but you're it depends on what your parents were is what you're rebelling against. But the anyway, the point is what you get back what you were saying is. The idea of the fifties is it is more about community, and you know we all we you know we're because we had, we had a common enemy that certainly helps. I mean, when you when you have a common you know we have a whole other country that's stated goal is to destroy your country, it does tend to make you sort of automatically kind of group Unified, together yeah. in a tribal way. <clears throat> So we don't have, you know, we don't have that anymore. So that's yeah, one of our. It's too bad we don't have Russia running around. I know. Taking over countries. Exactly. And we wouldn't. We wouldn't have the fucking Tea Party then, you know, because everyone would be like, well, you know, Americans are better than those people, as opposed to now we just hate each other. So I wonder if it, uh, then in can, hey, that was that was a joke, everybody. By the way, because Russia is at this moment yeah. running around gobbling up other that's countries, that's right, and it's and it's helpful. It's gonna it's gonna help us tremendously that they're doing that. But we're gonna get so we're gonna get much we're gonna focus much more as a society now because we have an actual problem to think about. But the but the idea of the 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 modern era is is we've lost that, and it's much more about you know the the. You know the the not the not the not you know, hell with them. What you know? Where's my cut? Where do I get? What do I you know? gratification of self? Exactly, self gratification, which is you know comes stems all the way from the sixties about you know do whatever feels good. And the fifties were like, don't do it if it feels good. Right. You know, so again, you're rebelling about whatever that that was your parents gave you. So I want. So it seems like what we what we would need then is if it's going to be a thing where Adam is kind of the uh, the the consistent character who brings other people sort of together by his himness. Then we need a 
a problem for Eve to have, that its solution would be pretty 50s-ish. Like the 50s-ness the fifties of him will inform it in a way that is actually beneficial. Just like, in terms of a story contrivance, like that's what it would need yeah. to be. Well, we, we do have to... <laughs> it has to be a problem that he would solve because yeah. he can. Or the Nathan Fillion character is kind of supposed to be everything that's bad about the modern era, but he's so easily vanquished that he's not really a threat. There's a, he's a, kind of a funny comedy relief way they kind of vanquish him but he doesn't become you would expect him to come back at the end after having had a temporary defeat which is a very funny scene in and of itself thanks to the charm of nathan fillion but but you expect him to come at the end and cause a trouble in some way to be a, yeah. a, a, a final yeah. threat that has to be overcome like you know it's like okay you can't just punch me now because now i've got like nathan fillion should be the guy who brings the, brings the brings the, yeah. the mental health people oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes and, and eve and he's better and he can That's be the good. one like no i love him don't do this you are terrible and also i don't think he's crazy anymore yeah, he, i know i told you that what has he said and done that's so crazy He's just advocating being nice and polite to everybody. You know, it's like, <laughs> kill him. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. So Nathan Fillion needs to come back at the end and be the big asshole. And, and, and that is so much better than what it is. It feels like it's a mistake that it's not that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, did, did some pages get stuck together? Because wait, is Nathan Fillion supposed to be in this last scene? Okay. So where does that put? So that means that. He's the Gaston. He's the handsome guy who's the villain. Right. So that means that <laughs> he's Eve, the jawline with dastardly plans. Yes. <laughs> that means that Eve would need to be a fully fleshed out character, but maybe not totally cynical because he's going to bring most of the abject 90s-ness. And, well, she, yeah. well, and we're going to get your therapist, she, man. She and, would start at the same level as him because they're the, in the relationship or maybe a little bit better because she, will, she is breaking up with him. But, right. Uh, it's like she would have she would have had to still be kind of confiding in him to be like this guy came and he's talking about he came out of a fallout shelter and yeah. he's been there for she shouldn't years. she shouldn't break up with him right away she should still be with him and like why are you helping that guy well because he's like a little puppy and i yeah. want to help him out like ah, you're just wasting your time he's crazy like no yeah. i guess okay he's paying me all yeah, right I exactly guess so. he is crazy but he's paying me you know they would they would <clears throat> laugh about all the yeah lunatic things what that crazy oh now we got you know five thousand gallons of bottled water oh what a crazy person yeah. oh he's insane and then that's 200 what, boat batteries yeah yeah, and then he'd be able to use that information that she gave him to to you know bring. There you him go. The, there the, you go. And then you've got your like disenfranchised, attractive guy who's a piece of shit. You got your therapist. You got all your nineties right in one big. And you corner. got and you've got Adam feeling betrayed because he thought he he trusted her, and she's like, "Yeah, no, I said he trusted that, her because of course I, he trusted her. I said that a month ago that I don't believe. Yeah, that I don't anymore. believe that anymore. It's like, but, yeah, it's like, why you you told her? Yes, according to according to this man, you said he was this, this, this. Well, yes, I did say all that, but no, it's, I don't mean it now. Yeah, so. I like that more. Which is, I mean, a fair but again, but, which again is like that's so. That's so almost cliche structure. It feels like, how did they not do yeah. it that way in the first place? Right. Are they trying to like, no, we're going to go our own way. I was yeah. like, well, that you, is, you ain't Scorsese here. You know, <laughs> you might want to, might want to just embrace the the standard storytelling and and go with it. That is a lot better, and I want to keep that. But it it still leaves us with the problem of that would be a thing where we don't see that coming. When that happens, that's like a oh shit, our problem just arrived at the end of the movie, and we yeah. have to solve it. Yeah, it would be like they 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 admit their love for each other. Oh, happy ending. Whoops, no, here he comes. All right, if we if we framed it like a false resolution sort of thing, that would work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah, because it wouldn't. Cause that's what this movie. Well, this movie is missing both a false and a real An resolution. actual resolution. <laughs> it needs any kind of resolution. I will say that um, the the real hero of this pro- or heroine, whoever it is, of this project is the production designer because this this Fallout Shelter set is a work. It's is so a, cool. 
bleeding masterpiece. It's, I just, it's so much fun. I always you can love, tell they just had a blast. Yeah. Pardon the expression. Yeah, yeah. Coming up with this this Fallout Shelter set. I just love the fact that Christopher Walken's like, yeah, I'll put you in a ceiling. And of course, he's got ceiling tiles. Yeah. Why do you have them? He if must, you didn't put yeah, them. If it, you didn't think about this. He must have so much. Uh, yeah, I started just thinking. The, just like, just the, like the economy of his particular human's detail. Like, exactly. Yeah, I have a whole thing. Just of, repeat to yourself, it's just a show. You should really just relax. But yeah, it makes me wonder like, okay, how does this work for 35 years? I yeah. mean, boat batteries do not last for 35 years. You have to have some kind of generator or something to recharge them. <laughs> Presumably, there is a generator. I mean, I can't imagine. Yeah, there were, but then they'll have to run on gas stuff. or something like that, too. So they, he talks about, uh, Brendan Fraser makes, an, uh, makes a m- mention later about uh, how they had to tie into the sewer system to do some kind of ventilation thing yeah. or whatever. But, uh, you know, again, I, it's not like it, it didn't totally ruin the movie for me that this fallout shelter didn't make any sense for, for 35 years. Yeah. But, uh, but the because uh, this is the necessary this is the our magic bean. It's like okay, they the fallout shelter. Yeah, look, it's, he's, it's the a fallout shelter for thirty five years. Okay. These people have been down there since then. Yeah, yeah. And this kid is this guy has only known that life. So now, what do we do with the parents? I'm trying to figure out what what they, what. Well, they actually have slightly divergent desires. It also doesn't. I tell you, it also doesn't make sense. I think it was a false beat. Just to jump back, I think it was a false beat for Christopher Walken to go up in the first place. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just—it was a whole unnecessary beat. The idea that we you know we're running out of supplies and <coughs> blah blah blah, and he goes up there and oh yes, it's horrifying. It just—it just felt unnecessary. It should be more like, like, like really, what you need is the quote unquote pregnant moment. And the pregnant moment is that thirty-five years is up and the doors unlock. But if it was more like we've only got three years to go, but oh my god, the batteries are failing, or oh my god, the water pl- water supply has been tainted, or something like that, or oh my god, dad had a heart attack and we don't know what to do about that. Now it's an emergency and the sun has to go up. The whole, the whole dad goes up first is kind of just a, a misstep, I think. Mm. just doesn't seem like a necessary beat that just, just wastes time. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, you don't have him go up at all. He has a heart attack or a stroke or something that incapacitates well, him. We do get one good thing out of that, though, is that we get a contemporary distrust for, for the dad, for Walken. With that scene, the dad and the people down here have a distrust of the contemporary world up there they as opposed to thinking it's still the 50s up upstairs down there they are now scared of the future as opposed to like just all right let's go up and see if there's any buildings left now they actively dislike what's up there and they want to stay in the 50s which, which is I, no, that, that's true but i wonder if you couldn't just have we traded, could probably get that elsewhere just have traded that for fear of the unknown is we don't know what's up there mm-hmm. you know and and brendan fraser could go up there and he could be the one who first finds the city at night and is kind of horrified and kind of runs you know can't get back into the hole for whatever reason you want to come up with and has to hide out but then the next day the sun comes up and he sees the sky for the first time and it's like oh it's not all bad this is kind of cool yeah. But, you know, mom and dad are still, it could be just, they don't know what's up there. They're, they're just, it's the unknown that they're afraid of. Yeah. I, I mean, it would work I that like way that. too. But we do end up, I mean, we do have a fun thing where the people in the 90s don't trust the people from the 50s and the people from the 50s don't trust the people from the 90s, which is a cool part of this that if we could keep it, it would be neat. But I do like what you just pitched more, even though we lose that little detail. I don't think we lose, where's that detail? It's like he goes up, he goes up in a, in a. He comes down know. and he has the whole scene at the table. Just as, uh, just well, that's the one side, side, but the the '90s hasn't experienced him. They, he was just oh, no, some, he was some gonna, dude on the street. The, the, I, I mean, like more sort of broad thematically, but like the '90s are interacting with Brendan Fraser. Yeah, you know. But I think I, again, I think you, I think you can get that same beat by Brendan Fraser going up. Oh my God! It's you know my it's just like my dad and mom were afraid of. It's a it's yeah. a it's a nightmare nightmare world full of mutants. 
And but he, you know, he he's like, you're but, right. But then the sun comes up and there's a sky and there's nice people, too. And there's black male women. And, you know, it's it's not all bad. You know what you, I think? I you think- can even do a song with his dad, like a, a really dark song about his dad saying, well, what could be up there? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. talking about these horrible things. Exactly. And then he goes up and he meets a transvestite and he's like, it's just like he said. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, exactly. you know, there could be exactly. all kinds of mutations of, of yeah. people. And, and everyone he meets is just like, you know, a weird street person. It's like, oh, my God, they're all mutants up <laughs> yeah. here. But then the sun comes up and he's like, oh, not everyone's a mutant. There yeah. are normal people, too. <laughs> he just didn't know not to come to Van Nuys in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. really. What were you going to say? Should have gone to pass. I was actually going to say exactly that. I was going to say they've had 35 years. I'm sure they've spent much time imagining the horrors and obsessing about it, obsessing and going, yeah, mutants and new world orders and and this and that. And even and and they could say, you know, be careful of mutants. And we have no idea, but we think, you know, mutants and this and that. Right. And he go up and he could just pattern match all of that. Exactly. Because they're because and they've spent 35 years down there. They have to even. Like you say, this there's a story they've told themselves. It's like let's justify exactly. that we're wasting yeah, yeah, our yeah. life down here by telling ourselves these horror stories about what's what's going to be up there. And then he goes up, and sure enough. Now, how do you feel about this guy? No, Joey Slotnick out. Yeah, leave my elevator alone. Guy. I like I like the actor. I mean, we didn't need the whole Valley. backstory of bombs. There's a malt shop and blah 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 and all that kind of stuff. If he was just this crazy street person who lived in what you, in the ruin of this building that is now the where the fallout shelter is, that's fine because he would be one of the mutants to start with. Right. But then he's a mutant who becomes. We don't need his backstory. <laughs> exactly. He's a mutant who becomes an acolyte who becomes you know a, a convert to the to the thing. And which, like, and, and it's, which also doesn't come back. It's like if he's going to get these followers, it's like okay. Then when you have this the conflict at the end, it's yeah. like he's got this army of hobos of, of lunatics. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly of crazy people. <laughs> which, who, which amounts to the sum total of they help them move. They all help them move their stuff. Exactly. There's nothing about he doesn't he doesn't he worships him only because he he emerged from a hole in the ground. Like like he's coming out of hell or like he's mm-hmm. Satan or something. Something about his innate nice fiftiness should be what converts him. And then the word gets spread, and so the street. Yeah. People, then there yeah. you go. So the mutants are. The, this guy was nice to me. The mutants are the first ones to come to his side. Is is, <laughs> is how it works yeah. out. Yeah. He has his army of mutants who now fight back <laughs> against the norms at the end of the movie. Yeah. There you go. Because he converted them with his nice fiftiesness. Oh, I really like that. That's great. Because it's so all these like crazy mutants and the transvestites and the street people, but they're all like. Whatever, whatever they're, whatever manifests, you know, why they're more like the 50s people now. It's like, because again, they're all there because society kind of shunts them aside and they, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, you're not part of the main world anymore. But he, he you I know, see. even though he should, he should shun them even more because he's a, he's got a 50s era personality. They're the ones that he first embraces because the norms don't accept mm-hmm. him first. So something about how he, yeah, it could be just the fact that he was just nice and polite to them just because he just is. And no one ever is. And no one ever is, is what, is what starts the ball rolling. It's like Louis C.K.'s bit about how like a friend was in New York and they don't live there. Yeah. And the so first hobo the they saw, they were like, yeah. oh, do you need help? And Louis was like, no, 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 they're fine. And it's like, I just told someone else not to help someone else who really needs help. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with me? Because we don't do it that way. Yeah. So here was the scene after he, after he. The close-up talking to the little girl, or like you. I'm like, or yeah. like and you. here's Dun-dun. the song. Yeah, it's right. But it's a beautiful day in yeah. Van Nuys, and <laughs> I'm seeing the sky for the first time. Yeah. Dun, dun. Oh yeah, yeah. And the poisonous gas thing that doesn't. Yeah, work. this now, is a, think, a running jo- a running joke that does not really work. Do you it think we would be- all that fast? Do you think yeah. we would benefit from adding some complexity? to the innate character of the 50s people. Right now, they are the idyllic American version of the 50s people where we forget that we were incredibly xenophobic and all that shit and terrified of shit. <laughs> and racist. And our fingers are on the button and all that shit. Yeah, exactly. 
should there should we complicate our 50s innate personhood with some added like it depends on how dark you want to get yeah. uh, because yeah it, well, the, the darker you want to because you well there's mom's like, alcoholism has, yeah, which is treated as like problem. a joke and yeah. doesn't ever have a payoff yeah so real i mean it depending on how dark you want to get you could go with the fact that their marriage if they hadn't been trapped in a box <laughs> would have dissolved years ago <laughs> yeah. but because of who they are you know they're trapped literally in this case in a box but figuratively trapped within the box of their marriage they have to stay together uh, and then he comes up and he find you know he meets alicia silverstone and it's they the two of them as a couple have kind of the opposite problem where they can't engage in a committed way whereas his parents can't really unengage in a committed <laughs> yeah, way. Right. and it's like the two would have broken up the two sides uh, you know the the two extremes of the same side of that coin or you could so you, you could, could do it that way you could present them as like the true idyllic version of the fifties is that they're you know they are they are genuinely fifties people. It's, they're not like madmen fifties people where everything is just surface and they're actually all just horrifying people underneath. Is like if they are legitimately nice and they raise a legitimately nice kid who it's not you know it's not like we you know that they they're racist. It's the fact that they just never met anyone of a different race. Mm-hmm. You know they they didn't you know the, the society embraced racism, but they didn't themselves do it. They just didn't have an opportunity. So so the kid you know goes up and he's okay with like oh you're a black person. That's so cool. That's so fascinating. I've never seen one before. Um, so you could just do that where they're like oh yeah it's totally cool. We get it. You know it's it's all right. We could even play on that a lot and have it be like a... <laughs> and, then, and there's actually an aspect with the with the mutants, so to speak, because it's like everything is is new and strange to him. If you don't look like me, then I don't know what's... Right. Uh, you well, know. that's what I was going to yeah. say. One, and one, I don't want to be rude. One toy we would have in rewriting this, if we wanted to do that, is we could basically just use Adam as a pair of fresh eyes to look at our current society with. Sure. Yeah. Well, that's... And Why, what else is he for? That's yeah, exactly yeah. what it, the point of him is. Well, you could you could literally do that moment where he and Eve are walking down the street, and like Eve seems like a per, kind of an okay person, and they walk right by a homeless guy who clearly is in, just in yeah. trouble, and he's like, "Well, we should help him." Nice. No, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. Nice. Why don't we do that? Yeah, you know. And so again, why why on earth would you not help a person? Look at him; he's laying there no. in the street. He clearly needs help. You know, it's like again, that's a that would be the fifties thing. It's like we, you know, and the, the the modern thing is like no, just we just look away, we don't deal with that. And you know, it's really it's a very sad aspect of our of our culture right now. Whereas opposed to you know, it's like but there's a guy, you, you help him, Jesus, you know. So what kind of people are we? I saw a, a a talk years ago from a a guy who's from New Zealand, and he was doing a study on religion uh, around the world and the fact that you know in in europe and and australia new zealand religion is much less of a hold on the greater society um in the sense that you know that it doesn't affect politics like he said if you know the prime minister of sweden did a speech and said at the end god bless sweden they would go what the hell did he just say (laughs) god bless sweden did you hear that what? Whereas in America, you can't get elected if you don't close. You can't not speech. say that. Yeah, yeah you can't. You know, people look at you if you don't say it. But uh, and he says he talks about how America is this religious country, and he comes here and he visits America, and he goes, the fact that you Americans who are supposedly this religious people, you know, which you would think Christianity is supposedly about, you know, being charitable and good and kind and whatever. It's like, and you you have major cities filled with thousands of people who are clearly insane and need help, and you just walk right by them. It, it was mind-boggling to this guy. <laughs> yeah. He could not understand how a society could do that, much less one that was like, we're the moral ones. We have the moral authority because we're Christian. The fact that it's just like the homeless thing is like, I can't. How do you do that? <laughs> how do you not deal with that? 
it was it was amazing to him from that perspective. Alicia Silverstone's just got nothing going on here. She really she, doesn't. I don't understand. She was a thing for a little while. Why she was a thing? Well, it was apparently because of Clueless, which I have seen, which I haven't seen. Clueless is fun. She doesn't quite know what to do. She doesn't. I mean, admittedly, she's not given a lot to work with here. I mean, you know, she doesn't have a lot going on as far as the the the, the character they gave her to play. So she just kind of falls back on that. You know, yeah, make, but making that, that making that DreamWorks face. You know. But in Batman and Robin, I mean, that was a great script, and she still just had nothing. Yeah. Uh, well. No. So we're gonna have to figure out something that man won an oscar yeah <laughs> actually she was pretty i thought she was kind of almost okay in that movie at least you know it might have been just the outfit they put her in but <laughs> that was the one with the nipples yeah but not i'm trying her, to figure though. out what problem she's got she's got to have here because we've got to have something for her to be doing in the second act she doesn't like adam but adam's eventually going to help her enough that she comes around and then she starts to really like him and there's a lot of affection there and then that is foiled with Nathan Villian. Well, but, maybe, but, but maybe she needs she to and, have a thing that Adam helps with. Well, the problem, I mean, right at the start here. She does not need him at all in this movie until she does. And at this, I mean, at the start here, he's about to get scammed by, you know, by selling a, a really valuable thing. And she swoops in and, and saves him, even though she just loses her job over it, which, okay, cool. She's a cool person. That's great. She's helping him. It's her save the cat. Yeah. Maybe. We don't do that. Or maybe maybe we do start that way, but then she's you know, she's still in a relationship with Nathan Fillion and stuff and they're like What if she does the what scam if, and well, she takes his thing. money? That's the thing. Or what if that's the plan? The 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 idea is she's like, This guy has no idea he has yeah. no idea. I can what's score going on. so big off this I, guy. Yeah, I could score so hard. He just on came this in guy. with a Fabergé egg and he's asking me if I need yeah. the And so she she kind of she's like, Oh yeah, I'll help you with your, you know, getting your th-. So she's trying to run this scam on him. She's trying to figure out what's going on. And over the course of it, she falls in love with him and, and falls out with Nathan Fillion. So and there's she tries this whole to protect thing. him a little bit. Yeah, and she tries to stop that th- this train that she's gotten rolling. There you go. Nathan she Fillion. she 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 agrees to help him. That that yeah. they fold that into one thing. She agrees to help him in exchange for okay, that's gonna cost you one of those baseball cards. Yeah. And that okay, I'll help you with that too, but that's gonna cost you one of the baseball yeah. cards. So by the end she's got the whole stack of baseball cards and she goes, you know what? This stuff is worth millions, yeah. and you should you have go. it all right back. You know, I feel terrible mm. now. But she's, like, collected the whole thing. And, and also the movie, like, it has the stock certificates and the baseball cards, which is kind of like, yeah. do you really it's do like, you how, need both of them? You know? How blindly lucky do you Yeah, exactly. Get? Do you have to, like, both yeah. of them have to be worth millions of dollars? It's like... And, it, and it's a really good thing, too, because both of those were, like, those weren't a plan on his dad's part. Yeah. Either the stock or he the... He just happens to have... He just happens to have them, and the cash that they do have would be worth nothing. The yeah. inflation would have destroyed all of that Exactly. Value. I thought that was going to be the joke, that, you know, it's like, I've only got $2,000. You should have, like, $40. You should have, like, yeah, $100. Yeah. yeah. This should be enough to shop for, you know, a year's worth of supplies. He's only got $100. But he's got these baseball cards. Why he even has the baseball cards with him is a little contrived to begin with. The fact that he has the baseball cards and the stock certificates is even weirder. But, um, but yeah, for whatever reason, you could justify that he has the baseball cards with him. That jacket is so horrifying. Yeah. It is. It's it, such a bad jacket. It's like a bath it's, mat. I think it's literally made out of like a bed sheet or something, isn't it? It looks like a barber's coat. Yeah, because when she comes back, when she comes back in this in the movie, it's not because wait a second, he's handing out priceless baseball cards like candy. She comes back because it's like I can't take this. No, no, you yeah. come back because you can take it and yeah. you want more of them. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's the reason. What if she or, or you know, like the fact that it's it's awfully lucky that you know I mean you know she she works there so okay presumably she knows but this is like a job she took she's not like 
Does she strike you as a person who'd be an expert on appraising baseball cards? Could, it, <laughs> no. she, could she just be like the person at the counter at like the game and store and the guy goes, okay, I got this card. And she's like, yeah, okay, whatever. You know, you and she looks it And later on, she goes, holy crap, this thing is fourth grand and he had a box full of them. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go find that guy and scam him some more. I like that. I wonder how we open this. I wonder how this thing gets gets framed, like literally gets framed. What happens in what order? I think the framing is as it's done here. I mean, you, you need the setup of, you know, crazy paranoid dad and, and, you know, go with the flow mom. Oh, my gosh. You know, the, the world is, you know, the, the, the evil people want to take over the world and we have to hide. And, you know, the whole setup and, you know, they, they're in the thing for false pretenses for years and years. And, you know, I think that setup is fine. It's the movie takes a goddamn long time to get to it. You know, Alicia Silverstone doesn't show up until about 40 minutes into the movie, which is uh, a bit long. They were too a little too much in love with their production design of that cool fallout shelter set. But we didn't see like have to see Adam's entire growing up process. Hmm. And then there's this weird bit where she's like trying to freak him out for some reason. Yeah. Whereas... Because she's mad or something. Yeah, because because he's freaking her out by enjoying Perry Como. I don't think he's, she's trying to freak him out. I think she was. I think she was freaked out and wanted to get to the hotel as fast as possible. Wow. I think I. I don't even think you need to do that. It's like he has never seen cars. Period. Yeah. And and this many on the road. It's like he'd practically be, uh, you know. Uh, Ford Prefect, like, is yeah. the, are they the the ruling creatures yeah, the, now? The, Have the, we been invaded? The things he's not fascinated by, you know, the fact that he immediately is just on a bus, and the whole process of getting on a bus could have been a little scene, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, oh, this giant machine is I've coming. Been, at I've me. been living in the modern age my whole life, and I still don't know exactly how getting on a bus works. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You need exact. I always change. feel like yeah. I have lucked out when I get onto the bus and no one hits me. And oh said, my god! Remember when we went to when we went to DC for the thing and just Adam trying Weber to, would never make just it. trying to buy the ticket. <laughs> but people, grown people, were just like staring at the and there were signs everywhere with like arrows and stuff. Like first you do this and then you do this and perfectly. I assume intelligent, sane people would walk up to it and be like, Dah, and just stare. We did too. <laughs> no, we took like three minutes like figuring nah. out how to make that goddamn... It was like the thing that gives you the card that you can use to yeah. get onto the train. Anyway. Oh, that, that little station thing. Yeah, yeah but it, it, oh, it was like an ATM that was designed by Microsoft Word. Not even by Microsoft. <laughs> by the way, $2,000 in uh, 1999 is the equivalent of $362 in 1962 money. Oh, I thought you were going to say today. I was like, oh, god no, no, damn it. No no. <laughs> no, no. Inflation last few years actually hasn't been too bad, no. which is a byproduct of your economy going into the shitter. Mm. Um, but no, the $2,000 that he walks out of the bomb shelter with would be about 360 something dollars. Well, no, no. But okay, so what's the what's two that go the other way? It's the $2,000 that they gave him. How much did they give him in 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 today money or 99 money that's the question did they send him out they're like here's 40 grand <laughs> essentially <laughs> just you know buy something nice for yourself he said his <laughs> mom only gave him three thousand dollars for everything right but she gave him three thousand dollars in in 60s money yeah what's yeah. the what's the conversion from three thousand dollars to now like how much I, yeah now i'm curious how much money does he actually have in cash on him so three thousand well, dollars. What it's three thousand dollars in 1962 money would be worth what, what now? She, rather what she what she expected to be able to buy with it how much did uh, she expect on. to be able to buy? Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same. It's the same thing on just yeah. two different ways of looking at it. One fun thing you could do with it as a musical, by the way, is maybe not overtly, maybe not like totally uncritically, but you could totally have it be a thing where 
his songs air on the on the fifties side of things, and her songs air on like the grungy weirdo nineties side of oh, things. Oh, and design the design of oh, uh, like yeah. a Nirvana musical, sort of. <laughs> That'd be cool. <laughs> half Nirvana, half uh, it would Rogers be, and Hammerstein. I, I, what that, would be cool? What now? The the thing you have to do with that is you have to find a way to synthesize that so that you've got both going on in the song. Oh yeah, simultaneously. That'd be the fun part. Yeah, it's figuring that shit out. Yeah. Well, that's that's the great number in uh, Xanadu. Have you ever seen that Xanadu where, the, where the, John. the tube song merges with the swing band song mm-hmm. and uh, becomes the huh. same song? So here she is being a good person. Yeah. So $3,000 in 1962 has the same buying power as $16,549 in 1999. So there's no... I mean, and there's there's an element of conflict too. It's like she expected... You send someone out with sixteen sixteen thousand $16,000 and they can only buy $3,000 worth of stuff. Right. Basically. Is, yeah, that's is cool. the equivalent. So Adam couldn't afford that U-Haul for three weeks straight. <laughs> or to have a hotel room in Hollywood for yeah. a month. Yeah. Not to mention that that Club 40s, that looks like a hell of a club. I'll bet you that's an expensive like cover charge club to get into. <laughs> it looks like a cool club. I always wanted to go to a club where everyone can randomly swing dance because it's 1999. Remember when we did that? I had a lot of friends in high school who who swing danced. Did the whole like when like cherry cherry popping daddies and oh and my all god those. yes. By the way, Brian sets a orchestra, Brian, right? That yeah, was and all it. those yeah. guys. And I I just want to remind everyone that there was a there was a real band <laughs> called they Cherry Poppin' Daddies. They played it on the radio and everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay, whatever. Anyway, that's the difference between the fifties and the nineties. Let me tell you. Okay, it's true. <laughs> Actually, yeah. it's like back then we had we. Well, we both have swing dance. The love and spoonful. Called, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we went from the love and spoonful to that's, cherry poppin' daddies. Love and spoonful is sixties, but the late sixties. Yeah. That's that's hippie rock. But no, whatever. This is a this is a nice long take though. I, I recall this being like straight through. But here's her monologue about it's not going to work out because because I'm shallow. Yeah. Oh, the, the isn't that the um the church on Franklin and Highlands? Oh, yeah, it looks like it. I think it is. But how, where can this be then? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, maybe not. If it is though, then that's the, the where they had the. Uh, well, it's a Holiday Inn. I can just look it up. Yeah, but yeah. I, well, yeah, Holiday I, I'm not aware of any Holiday either. Inns in that area. See, they're right. Yeah, because it looks like they're right in the front of it. Yeah, that doesn't feel like the the it's right the area where it could be. That would be on like Highland. Yeah, it would be. If it is, it may no. not be. Or the yeah, this would. I guess this hotel would have to be where the uh, where the co- no uh, Dolby Center. Right. There's the uh, yeah, there's the, hol- yeah, there's the Holiday Inn. Uh, right above that, there's one oh, on now, Franklin, right by the Hollywood right, Bowl. There is a Holiday Inn right, right there, right by the Hollywood Bowl. And oh. Trey, isn't that where you used to live? Speaking, yes, I was going to say. Speaking of locations, this see that see that story called Captain Red uh-huh. Eyes in the background. It's not called that, but that's the that's the Marine store. This is about two blocks from where I lived on the boat for two years. Huh. This is the same same Marina, Marina Del Rey. As soon as I saw the Marina, I was like, "Is it?" And as soon as I saw that store, I was like, "Ah, oh, it is." Okay, holy it totally shit! Is. I saw that too, and I was that's like, "That's my that, old neighborhood." That looks really familiar. Yeah. So for whatever reason, they went all the way down to Marina Del Rey. Yeah, it's kind of it's got to be that Holiday Inn because there's only one in the whole Hollywood area. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there you go. So that church in the background of that it is could wh- have been yeah is where uh, if it is, it's where they shot uh, the gymnasium scene at the beginning of Back to the Future. Huh. Nice. And and the climax of Back to the Future. 
which is another oh, yeah. movie with the, okay about being in the fifties and the eighties. Yes, which is a movie kind of ostensibly about time travel <laughs> that actually works. <laughs> we didn't know we it. Should at do the, that one. Someday. We didn't know it at the time, but I almost feel like this movie could have been funner if Nathan Fillion and Brendan Fraser switched roles. <laughs> That's Probably true. true. Probably it true. is. It's funny how 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 totally teenage Nathan Fillion looks in this thing, and it's only like three years before Firefly. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it's he looks like a, it's probably the haircut. He that looks put eighteen him in. in this yeah. movie. He looks like a total kid. Yeah, he was on Buffy, right? He was. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. So would he have been on Buffy at this point? Probably. Buffy was uh, no. Buffy was later than this. I think. Is it what? No, no. Started in the nineties. Well, no, but like Fillion wasn't there until like seasons three and four. Yeah, but Buffy did Firefly. Started. Firefly was because we didn't did Buffy. So, yeah. Far, Buffy yeah, started. Yeah, in Buffy 90, was ninety six, ninety seven. I think. I think. I'm no 90, expert. Ninety seven to two thousand three. Oh, there you go. Hmm. So he probably wouldn't have been on Buffy yet, but the show had been on the air. Yeah, this would have been right around the same time, I guess. Maybe he got the role in Buffy because of his performance in Buffy. <laughs> <Yeah>. His masterful <laughs> performance in Blast from the Past. Bear in mind, we still haven't met Dave Foley. There's that much movie. I know. There. Still. Still haven't even met Dave Foley. I know, yeah, you're right. I hadn't realized how, oh my God, padded this movie is. Yeah. yeah. It really it, it goes on. I was watching the, the, the timer going, wow, there's still 90 minutes of this to go. And I get it. He's from the 50s and Jesus, come on already. And she's angsty and she yeah. pretends not to care. I understand. I just remember when I watched it, I so didn't even I didn't even make it to him getting to the surface. It was like because it's a full half hour in that fallout shelter at the beginning, and it's like wow. That's the ten getting I, on the four of us. It's not quite cut act one, but you could certainly trim act one a little bit. And she's not driving that thing at all, <laughs> <laughs> not even a <laughs> little <laughs> bit. There we go. Now you, for no reason because they're on a straight shot, but it's okay. Yeah. Does that does it drive anyone else absolutely nuts constantly? Is how people treat steering wheels when they're pretending to be driving? Well, they do that little Just wiggle back and forth. Well, actually, that goes all the way back to um, a John Wayne told a story when he was in uh, some movie with uh, whether it was John Ford or whoever one of his early movies. They, the same thing happens with horses, where a guy's sitting on a stagecoach, like, "Yeah, we're riding a stagecoach," and they just kind of like wave the reins. <laughs> and like anyone who knows horses goes, "That's you know, what are you doing? That's not how you do it." John Wayne told a story about how he pointed that out, like, "Yeah, the guy's kind of doing a thing." You know, and the director was like, oh, the new kid wants to tell us how the guy is supposed to hold the reins. You know, it was like John Wayne's like when I was when I was first in show business story, like I was telling the guy about the reins and the, they the guy didn't know he was talking to John Wayne. He didn't realize he was John Wayne yet. Oh, that's a shame. If he had realized it sooner. Yeah. Just goes to show everyone starts somewhere. There was once a time in American history where John Wayne was alive, but there was no John Wayne. Yeah. Well, he was Marion Marion Morrison at the time and. Went to went to USC. Really? Yeah, I didn't, I figured he was from Texas or some shit. No, well, he, I don't know if he may have been. He went to USC in the uh, one of there was. Uh, I don't know if it's still there, but there was a uh, dorm that was famous from. That's where he it was. It was, it was that old. It was this crazy, really weird, ancient dorm building that was where, famously, where where John Wayne stayed when he went to USC. How are you guys feeling about Brendan Fraser in this? He's actually. I, I and I feel like it's probably a directing problem because I don't think his his character feels really uneven. Yeah. Um. Because sometimes he'll do these really wacky things and he's got kind of the hunched shoulders and he's like, I don't really know who I am or what I'm doing yeah. here. And then that's and then there's other times where he's just kind of the very earnest, you know, sort of sort of character that you're more expecting to see um, him as. And it's it's like, is he a, is he supposed to be kind of 
the fact that he's just a fish out of water, and so it's a little exaggerated, but sometimes he's just flat out playing it like he's trying to be a cartoon. Yeah, um, like like when sometimes when he when when there was that long one or when she was like I like you know big butts and I cannot lie and <laughs> she and she's walking away and he's like why not come and work for me and he's waving his arms around in this weird way and he's got his shoulders hunched and and he's doing this whole thing um and so it's it's that hair very strange <laughs> like he's trying he's trying to bring a certain kind of energy to it but he's not being pushed in the right direction of the right kind of energy I think for what they're going for yeah. Yeah, like right now he's doing yeah fine. sometimes he's very straightforward and very earnest yeah. but but sometimes he is just kind of pardon the phrase spastic um, which I know we don't say anymore sometimes he's uh, he's the cartoon and sometimes he's the straight man yeah. and it depends because there's no other real driving force in the movie telling him you know what he needs to be doing scene by scene he's just kind of drifting from one to the other yeah, see, this would be, this would this would be better if if she just brought him home, and here's Cliff going, "Who's this guy?" Like, yeah, I'm totally scamming him. He's giving me these baseball cards. It's two thousand dollars. Oh, oh, awesome. I do like now that nice you said to that, meet you, Adam. Yeah, I like that a lot more. Let me idea. let me help you out and show yeah. you around the town. And then you know later on, spend a lot of time with that guy. Yeah, he's giving me like this many baseball cards. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. well, gotta go. It's only the cards that I'm yeah. interested in. In fact, in, the I first swear. major conflict between her and Fillion should actually be. That Fillion has an idea for a great scam that would totally work, and then she gets wet feet on, and like, eh, no, we're not, we can't do that. Come on, let's not do that. Or even if, what if it was his scam at the beginning? He's like, that she like, I met this crazy guy, and he had these baseball cards. How many baseball cards? This thing is worth four thousand dollars. Go find him. Yeah, that it's that's oh, better. Yeah, that's <laughs> so better. He's all on board with it. The falling in love was not part of the plan, though. And that's yeah. what turns him. Finally, Dave Foley. Yeah. <laughs> At long last, Dave long Foley. Last. I love Dave Foley so much in this movie. <clears throat> also, it's so weird. He says, like, what do you do for a living? It's like, oh, I design websites. I'm like, whoa. Because that's I a know. crazy thing only gay people do in 1999. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be like some weirdo, arty guy with a wet black hairdo. And it's it's a pitch that they completely just don't even swing at. He goes, oh, I design websites. Oh, okay. And yeah. there's... As opposed to what? As, As opposed to him going, what is that? Yeah, what is what is that crazy thing? Let me show you the internet man from the past. Click, click, yeah. click, click, click. Well, he does do that. He says, you have a computer in the house. Can I be excused? Bye. Yeah. But they never actually show him doing anything. Yeah, right? it never comes down. Yeah, anything. yeah. I was just surprised to learn that it's just, it seems like it would be, if, if I gave you a time machine and said, go back to 1999 and try to randomly, without using the yellow pages or the internet, find someone who designs websites, it's like, there's going to be like nine people designing websites <laughs> in 1999. Yeah. Uh, Everybody I, else is using GeoCities. I would go yep. to my sister. Or, uh, what was the other one? Tripod. Tripod. That's what it was. Sure. Fucking tripod. I yeah. tried to host my movie on my tripod account. Oh, one person oh, downloaded it. Right. Ooh, it and like, it exploded. And it exploded. It exploded. <laughs> Yeah, this is a really odd character detail that they spend a lot of time on. What? That, psychic? A, that she thinks she's psychic. Yeah. Um, I guess that's supposed to be she's 90s and from the valley. And yeah. What are you supposed to do? That's the sense I got from it is like, this is just, you know, <laughs> exactly. She's got nothing better to do with her life than pretend to be psychic. And then there's the whole thing like, like she's totally way off. I mean, they, they, they kind of run with this whole thing like, I'm, yeah, I'm totally from Alaska. And then they, they, they run with that for a while. Like, you're not from Alaska at all is kind of the thing. You lied to me about being, being from, from Alaska. Alaska. You're right. That's that is a clearly. pretty heinous lie. Yeah, you lied about being a psychic. So, you know, what do you want from me? <laughs> That's a good line. We should have that in there. <laughs> you said you were from Alaska. You said you were yeah. a psychic. 
Nobody's clean here. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. So let's call it a wash and move I'll on. I'll expose you. I'll expose you. <laughs> hmm. There we go. So Dave Foley is fun. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad he's here. I enjoy his character. It's nice though. that he's working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was working 15 was. years ago. Yeah. Yeah. What is he up to? What's he? What's he doing? He is exiled from his own country. I actually, I, I love apparently that not anymore. Apparently, that's oh, no, been they've, cleaned they've up. Worked that out? And he okay. just did a uh, he just did a, a stand up special on whether it was HBO or something like that. But I just saw it. It was like it's kind of kind of interesting to see kind of middle aged, kind of bitter Dave Foley yeah. do a stand up comedy bit. <laughs> it was like it was funny, but there was like, yeah, it's been some. He's hard not mo- the boyish moon yeah. faced. It's been some hard miles there. Puckish okay. child that we we want to see. I love that response he has a second ago where he's like, he's gay, by the way. And he's like, well, good for you. And Foley's like, well, well, well <laughs> we try. Thank you. Yeah, like that. We will try. Just that, that I'll tell expression. the rest at the meeting. And there you go. Look, look Blockbuster it's a period videos. film. The Blockbuster tapes in the background. Oh, my gosh. Ah, ah, ah. When it was still Blockbuster video. Yeah. Because yeah. they re- rebranded as simply Blockbuster after, uh, after a point. And look at the prince's phone. Yeah. Gay guy has a prince's phone. I get it. <laughs> oh, Sissy Spacek. We yeah. totally forgot to mention her giant she, alcohol problem. Which is, yeah, which has no payoff whatsoever, but gets a lot of screen time. Because it's funny when people have. It's funny when mom problems. drinks. It really is. A, it seems like. <laughs> a little carry homage, it looks like there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> called <laughs> breasts, mama. <laughs> they're called breasts, mama. They, it really seems like. They oh, just my God. Needed. What if he had done that? What if she, what if she was always <laughs> using, like, you know, things and she's like, and with her, you know, she yeah. wouldn't say. She There's women say, up there with their dirty pillows. Yeah. Or she doesn't even have to say dirty pillows. She's just very, you know, she's afraid of everyone. She doesn't want him dating anyone. And she says something. Like, Shit, they're called breasts, mama. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been amazing. I can see your dirty pillows. You would not have been able to restrain yourself from writing that if that yeah. if you knew you had Sissy Space Second, yeah. right? No, for real. I, I, if, would you if feel like I, an asshole when you give it to Sissy Space Second and just hope she's going to be cool about that? She, uh, you know, I will say that's a nice reveal of the whole. Yeah. Which is nice, but then it's like, okay, again, it it's again, like it she goes up, she goes back down, she's afraid. It's like, what? What was that plot beat for? I didn't, yeah. That's how I feel it, when I walk into one it, of those. You could, you could completely have cut that out. I almost, I almost feel like though you're asking about handing out to Sissy Spacek. I'm like, from from what you know, you hear about on her on the set of Carrie and stuff like that. I feel like she would have been the one to suggest it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, she, right. she practically. Let's totally do a Carrie it. reference here. Yeah. No, <laughs> please. <laughs> I wonder if that'd be worth doing this because right now I'm feeling like the, the 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 pitch version that we have is a little weak in the middle. I wonder if the mom. If there to be any virtue in having the mom leave and like Adam's been gone for too long sort of thing and she wants to leave anyway and Calvin is refusing to go because he's like, A, fuck that place. B, I really like it here. And there, and there being a kind of a rift there and mom comes up as well. I don't, th- I don't know. I don't know I don't what know she's what got I, to do. I don't yeah, know what we benefit she, she from. She has nothing to do. You know what's weird is I feel Or it like- could be that while Adam's gone suddenly need medicine right now and mom has to go well, get that. That would be the justification for having it happen is yes, you know, Adam's been gone. Oh my gosh. Maybe he'll never come back. I still need to get the medicine because dad is taking a turn for the worse. But again, then where do you go? Yeah, you can, what, you can justify her doing that, but then when, what, what, what would you need to, what would be the point of that? That's going to I want to bring in the army of hobos yeah. somehow. I'm trying to figure out how we can bring that back in to land. 
That Adam suddenly has something that he needs to do that he needs a lot I, of people. I, I, oh my god, by the time Adam gets back, well, that, now we're changing the theme. By the time Adam gets back, the entire Fallout shelter is like the hobo shelter, and like all of them are down there. They all live down there with <laughs> mom and dad, and they've all been taken in, you know? So Just got Gilliam on me right now. Yeah, I went totally Gilliam on you. But now you're losing the whole fear kind of yeah. thing. But the, uh, but like that's the, a different story now. Because they're of 50, course, if you want to make like 50s a, values, they take in these these people who are have been cast aside by the modern society. I, and they and now it's them. like underground patch adams yeah exactly i want to leave the fear in I, I, I yeah i, 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 I think that that's one. a stronger choice as, um, uh, as the other way but i i will say here's the weird thing like we're more than halfway into this and yet because of the way it's because of the way it's developed and and or or otherwise or not otherwise it's like you get that beat where oh this guy is actually sexy like you put him in in you know the the yeah. tight clothes and stuff and he's he's not a weirdo he's sexy it feels like that's coming too early in the or like it hasn't developed to the point there hasn't been enough of her just thinking he's weird, even though we've spent for, a lot of for, time. Oh, my God, other. ladies, man. Because, yeah. because we have the beat later when he can dance and he charms all the girls yeah. of the club. I and mean, we've already got that beat there. Yeah, that's where that's where I feel like it belongs. I feel like we didn't need to see him. This is yeah, looking this, good this whole thing this is early. another filler scene. We could have just, yeah. you know, it's, it's all about her going, oh, he's he's actually kind of cute. And, you know, but but that happens to the club. So this yeah. this entire beat with the skating and everything else, chop it out. Lose three minutes of movie right there. No, we get we get, talk about talk about our third act being thin. This third, this our second act being thin. This second act is padded to hell and back <laughs> because we just had two scenes in a row that really don't advance the plot in any meaningful way. We got to figure out something to do with the hobos. I like where that's all going, and we just got to find a thing for it to be. I think you tie it in somehow to what you were saying before, where Nathan Fillion comes back, and he's the reason he no, gets committed to the No, but this scene can't get end. cut. This scene is really important, you guys. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, the YMCA montage. Nathan Fillion is the reason that he comes back and gets committed, and then he uses the hobos to somehow Get run, to, to <laughs> oh, run interference or to break his, him out. His or army of hobos oh, yeah. break him out, or, or led by mom. He gets he gets tossed in the asylum, the mental hospital, with other crazy hobos. But those hobos the, know it. the hobos that's on the outside. That's where you, no, that, now you're following it right. Yeah, because he gets to, now. Now we're going full Terry because, because all the hobos <laughs> because all the hobos have mental problems. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of know this, but. He gets end up thrown in with them, and he's now he's got his whole team. I don't want this to but be they, a jailbreak they, they, thing. They, but they get rounded up too. They right. get they get rounded up too because they're crazy people who are become this cult and they can't be ignored anymore. So they all get rounded up. But then he gets thrown in with them, and they're like, "It's the guy! It's our Messiah! You're the one!" And so they're all together. They all had these weird passing experiences with him, and then yeah. he came, and it's like, "I met all of you guys, really? Wow!" But like they all met him at one point, and it just becomes this weird cult of personality without the personality. What do we, what do, we do? Like, I met this really kind man. He said his name was Adam, and he yeah. You know. And then they and then they help him like break out. They're like, okay, I'm gonna go poop on the floor. So the nurse comes over <laughs> there, and then you run out the <laughs> door. Now we're talking musical. <laughs> like, I want to hear that. that I want to hear that number. <laughs> and so yeah, so your second act or the second half of your second act is a whole one flew of the cuckoo's nest. And that that whole scene was clearly our third act. That whole scene would sound like sing sing sing. Like it'd start like. <laughs> it's like that whole, oh i was i was i was going for more of a i heard the guy pin from bye bye birdie <laughs> well I, you know, like a, a call and response right, song yeah, you know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh see what i'm saying about it? this could be so much fun as musical. yeah i think it definitely this I, could be a lot of fun if, if oh i want to check on the rights to it i yeah. do want to check on the rights to it <laughs> see? like like a like an equity we could do an equity waiver version <laughs> of a musical based on blast from the past i think i think it could, i think the hipsters would eat that right up the other one that, like, along the same lines as Little Shop, and it's another Alan Menken thing, is uh, the movie Leap of Faith. Oh, yeah. I, when I found out, so they, they made that into a musical, 
Yeah, they that's did. fucking that's right. genius. That's of course right. they did. That's yeah. a great. Movie it's halfway a musical already. Right. Apparently, the musical itself wasn't very good. It's too bad. Yeah, I know. That was another on my short list of almost curated movies. That was. There oh, was I love Leap of Faith. That one, this one, that one, and uh, Paper Moon and the Cowboys, Cowboys. y'all. But um, I've got it on my on my queue. I'm gonna watch right, it. Almost. I just rewatched yeah. it recently to check it out, and it's like, yeah, it totally, totally still works. Yeah, so here's the. This should be the first time that he's ever been in sexy clothes, and yeah. she should have trouble keeping her eyes off him. And this whole thing should come earlier. This whole like we're gonna introduce you to this, you know, to nightlife in the future, mm. and this is how you have to act. This is the. It's important to behave this way. Yeah. Um, and it just comes so late. Well, everything in this movie at this point is late because yeah. there's been so much on it. Actually, with our restructuring, I wonder if what this should be is. Once Eve has started working with Adam a lot, but it's still scammy, it's still awkward. But she's starting to like him, kind of. Just, That's just, just barely, but like she yeah. would never tell anyone that. Yeah. Then she's going out that night to do something, and Adam's like, can I come too? And she's like... Shh. Yeah, but not in those clothes, makeover time. Right. And then, and then the whole scene becomes about how she is just worried that at any minute he's going to be the most awkward thing. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, and then he, he charms it. the fucking pants off of all the hot girls on the dance floor, and now she's like... Okay, A, fuck everything about this. Yeah. B, what? C, now I'm actually nervous and yeah. jealous. There should... The, uh, uh, you were just saying the, the bit where he's like, okay, you got to act like this, act like that. That's a whole song. That, that's oh, yeah. a makeover song. It's a makeover song where she's like, you've oh, got to yeah. do this. Oh, hell yeah. You've got to act like that. And But he's coming back almost like, you know, he's like, but we we do this and blah, blah, blah. And they, they kind of argue back yeah, and forth. I mean, that's a, 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 a gentleman does this. You know, a gentleman is like, yeah. so it's all about the, you know, ignore. Yeah. you have to be be aloof and, and, and ignore people and act yeah. like you don't that's care. The, uh, but she but she's charmed by him. That's and the Mario Land of Oz number. Yeah. yeah well, well no, but it's, it's also developing their relationship because everything he's saying, she's like, she's kind of, that's the, the, you know, the roller skating moment. It's like, he's like, no, I'm, I was always taught to act like this. And it's like, she finds that very charming, but she's like, no, this is how you're supposed to act in this world and blah, blah, blah. That's wrong. That's not how you do it. And then it ultimately ends in the, you know what? Just be yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'll bet you Sophie has diseases. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of them. She likes to party. (laughs) This is a Rob Roy. Very popular drink. I'm told. (laughs) Mm. Hello. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> Alicia Silverstone is trying to warn you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. She shake your head. She no. pro- she probably has diseases too. I would like those diseases. <laughs> that's right, but it's worth it. It's yeah. totally worth the risk. Come on. Oh, I don't like this gag that they do, where where the bitch thing. Yeah, well, because it was set up earlier. He's like, yeah, you throw a ball and you hit it with a bat. Oh, the nocturnal flying mammal. It's like, God, stop it. Yeah, not how people. And that's what I said. Is he is he is he supposed to be just sheltered or? Autistic. I mean, what's yeah. what's going on here? Yeah, exactly. that was like an almost. It was like of, yeah. it's not that hard to grasp baseball. Really, it's not really that hard to understand baseball. I, I refuse to agree with you on this point. <laughs> <laughs> I have never understood baseball. Yeah. The the finer details of cricket the on the other hand, fly that's rule, easy. fine. But yeah, like yeah, the, the, what the meaning of the word is. Yeah, exactly. This is a bat. It's, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's Done. more like you hit it with a bat. Just be like, oh, huh? You know, yeah. like as opposed to the nocturnal flying around. mammal. It's like, okay, Spock, what are you doing in this movie? Yeah. The only reason Dave Foley's in this movie is because she can't talk to herself. Yeah. When you have songs, you lose that problem. You can talk to yourself for the audience's benefit. If you so take we might Dave Foley out of this movie, I'm, I'm out. Brian, Brian, I'm out. <laughs> Brian, Dave, Dave, Dave Foley's character could just come in and go, I don't need to be in this movie. I don't serve a function in the Brian, plot. Brian, I will let you keep Dave Foley, 
if you can justify his being there. Listen, the I'm Dave, the gay the best Dave friend. Dave Foley stays in the picture. <laughs> Dave Foley, by making it a musical... Robert Dave, Evans wrote that, I think. By making it a musical, Dave Foley is sublimated into everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dave, you no longer... Dave Foley, Dave Foley becomes we the... We have Frank, released him from his bodily form. But see, form. Dave Foley should do the makeover because clearly he does that in the story. So it's like a Frankenfurter in just seven days I can make you a man number. <laughs> you know, where it's like, you know, like the leather coats and the leather pants and everything and then you dance and you know, love So it just goes... <laughs> we're giving, no, no, no. You know we're giving should, Dave Foley like the Lenny Kravitz role we totally are yes absolutely <laughs> you know what it should be actually in seriousness because you are you do have a point in the sense that he doesn't really he's only there because she can't talk to herself exactly but what a good function for him would be is uh, Alicia Silverstone is telling him okay this is how you have to behave on in one way you have to behave like this and then Dave Foley will kind of like pull him aside and go no but this is she says that because she's a girl, but you're all straight people, so this is how he actually has <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah. And like they, that, that's how you guys do it, and it totally doesn't work. Let yeah. me just tell you yeah. from my perspective. Yeah, so I don't know why so, you do that. And so he, so and, Brendan and then, Fraser basically has two di- competing, con- contradictory sets of instructions about how to behave, and that's like part of the comedy and, and, part and of the, the farce end. is he tries to juggle them and yeah. he totally botches it. Yeah, and invents metrosexuality. Yes. And then it ends up just being himself and being self-confident in his like, this is I'm I can do these things. So I'm going to do these things. But there is also the issue where if if we're um, in redesigning it, if we're restructuring it so that she is a she's in a partnership of a couple of kinds with Nathan Fillion's character for most of this, then he that then the Dave Foley character is extra superfluous in that sense as well. So yeah. um, in in his current form as like the the roommate best friend uh if if you can find a way to keep him in there then obviously that's perfectly fine Hmm. yeah the scene is fun by itself though yeah i just like watching good you know dances i like it is well brendan fraser is like he's he's great at physical stuff i mean he's he's great and uh did you see the robot he did earlier in that little dance montage i was like which didn't make a lot of sense brendan fraser i have no idea how he knows the robot but yeah (laughs) i was like brendan fraser could do an all right robot that's cool but uh, it, Alicia Silverstone's face, fun fact. Oh dear, eighty-six percent lips. Yeah, <laughs> they're just gigantic. And this is—it's just—it's so unflattering. Bear for mind, her character right now. He—he yeah. he knows how to do this because he spent his entire childhood throwing his mom. Yeah, around. swing dancing with his mom. You know, it's cute that he knows how to dance. It's just that that it is swing dancing is introduces a, yeah. it's like the only weirder one would be like lambada. Like you, <laughs> yeah, your they, mom taught you the lambada. He could do the macarena <laughs> somehow. Yeah, exactly. Mike, why don't you ever go swing dancing anymore? Uh, I don't know. Where's the swing dancing club? They they do well, exist. Club forties, right? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Yeah. somewhere, right? And also, Clubs don't I just go out it. of business, Michael. Yeah. If I've learned anything from Blast from the Past, <laughs> it's that nothing ever changes. <laughs> <laughs> the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> ah, shit! What are we gonna do with the parents? I'm trying to figure out. I'm just leave them. Well, down this there. movie doesn't yeah. do anything with them either. Like this is, mm. they're an extra. Well, they're an extra source of conflict. He has to choose between his life up top and his life down. That's why I think. Yeah, so. they, 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 he doesn't. They, they, they start him on his journey, but it's they don't come. I don't think there's a valid reason for them to show up again until he returns. I can show you the tunnel, but only you can go up. Yeah, there. exactly. You know, because because mom is mom is too scared and dad is ill and incapacitated, so he has to go. 
So it's yeah. all about I brought you supplies and everything is fine for you now, but I'm not coming to live with you anymore. And there's and there's also a which which you would want to set up with. His only goal is to get back there for a lot of the period. Like the only thing he wants to do is to get back down there. Adam is afraid. He doesn't want to do this mission. Yeah, he and just then, has to. He'll be the man and do it, and but he doesn't want to do it. When he finally can, he doesn't. In fact, in fact, well, I think you could add a whole like resistance yeah. to the call sort of thing there for a beat that would. Yeah. Well, I think the issue is that his, his mission, the ticking clock, is I have to get these supplies because, you know, mom and dad will starve. Mom and dad will literally starve, you know, and the batteries are failing or whatever else, and I've got to do it. And and that's his mission. He's all about that. The decision about whether or not he's going to go down there doesn't need to come up until the moment happens when he goes, and here are the supplies, but I'm not coming back down there myself, is the reveal. Like, suddenly, he you know, he would realize, like, I, I actually, I want to stay up here. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they do stay down there, but I think like the last Dakota scene is showing that they come up to visit him every now and then. And he he starts the movie, he spends most of the movie as the fish out of water, but in that little Coda montage, he will shepherd them through the new <laughs> he, scary world. He and, he and Eve build a house on top of the fall. I was just yeah, yeah, there, there you go. There you go. <laughs> I was just thinking that. It might be Got funny. The parents in the basement. It might be funny just to rebuild their house on top of like they rebuild it anyway, but rebuild it literally rebuild it where it was. Yeah. <laughs> That would be that. See, that would make. Yeah. And then Calvin can live downstairs, and Mom can live upstairs. They see each other all the time. It's just yeah. she kind of wants to be up there, and he kind of wants to be down there. Just take the elevator. Huh? I think you want the more uplifting ending where Mom and Dad finally emerge into the world, and and mm-hmm. you know. By the way, do you, he he, you know, they were they raised him, and he literally raised he raises them, them out of it. Yeah. Bear in mind, I I one thing this movie doesn't do, and I think the reason it doesn't do it is because to do this would make it an entirely different movie but this movie doesn't actually let Calvin <laughs> I like this I do this is a, this I do is a like great this scene season. this yeah. is a great scene but it's also the end of Nathan Villian in the movie yeah. which is like that's it's always a, sad <laughs> he got canceled early but it's a it's a great bit where it's like he just keeps doing it like yeah okay yeah maybe we shouldn't fight pop <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah really we definitely shouldn't fight what the movie doesn't do is <laughs> Brendan Fraser must be huge yeah he's a big guy um, he's a tall guy. Oh, <laughs> he's just like okay. Good night, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, rule, rule of three: if I keep doing it, it'll get, it won't be funny anymore. Um, See, that would be fine, but they should still be in a relationship at this point, so yeah. she can come home and go. Look, I'm sorry about that, but you know, still, he gave me five more baseball cards. She's like, all right, but he's like, okay, but this is gonna be over soon, right? You're gonna ditch this guy. But that's oh, it. totally, yeah, yeah, because he's starting to piss me off. One thing this movie doesn't do, because the only way to do it completely changes the tone of the movie, is when he tells Christopher Walken, by the way. This is what really happened. Christopher Walken is more just sort of like, uh-huh, sure, about it, as opposed to, like, massively existentially ruined that mm-hmm. he has just wasted the last 35 years of his life. Yeah. I feel like we, we might, too, have to avoid that massive character hit that the dad will inevitably take in this story, and the mom in particular. Oh, the mom. Yeah. Finding that's why, yeah. She, that's how does why she she's not drinking. like just want to kill everybody? Yeah. How does like, she? This this movie he, should the, the musical should end with her going into a post office with a gun. <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, based on what we see of her character and that truth, it should of, wreck her. She should yeah. kill Calvin. She, you, no, she should yeah. kill herself. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, wow. That's dark. But <laughs> based based on the character we're seeing on the screen and, and the fact of the situation as we know it is, that's what that character would do. So, yeah, so it's a problem, you're saying. I'm this, saying it's this, a bit of a problem. This scene is also a problem because, as David Mamet said, when two characters are talking about a third character, the scene sucks, which is true because, you know, it's all about them talking about him 
And it's like, wow, could you be more expository about things? All the, this, this little run of, you know, I don't fall in love with men like, yeah, you do. I don't fall in love with men who do this. Yeah, you do. I don't fall in love with men who do this. Yeah, you do. It's, that's a cute run. But the scene itself is like, she should have seen him leave the club with girls. Why does it have to be this conversation instead? You know, yeah. it's, it's a very, not very good way of staging it. And it just, it's... Uh, and then I'm, com- I'm confused later on because it's like, he shows up. So it's like, oh, was that just a gag to like get her to realize she liked him? No, then, he really did go to the other place, but he realized, so he came this, back. And this, I think, leads to them literally wandering the streets and then find and bumping into him. Yeah, which is like, wow. Well, no, she. Th- I think that's later. This that's one, later. But there's a point when that happens yes. where it's like we have to find him. There he is. Yeah, <laughs> which is, <laughs> yeah, like way proactive there. Way to way to have your characters be proactive. This, well, th- they do get there by a, a better way than that. This what this this scene is. She runs out to his car, be like, oh no, he can't screw that girl yeah and then as she's in the car he runs up to it he's like hey and she freaks out which yeah. is funny but uh it's it's like that wasn't planned it almost feels like that was it's like he he and dave foley were like okay here's what i'm gonna do <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna yeah. go inside and freak her out and then you go to the car when she comes yeah. out um because then she'll realize that she loves you but that wasn't the plan at all he actually took her he actually took adam to this other girl's place or, or let him go with the other girl, and then I wonder if there's a thing we could Adam do. Adam his mind. Where because in the beginning of this, you know, Adam's whole education process was not just the world's around you and here's things about the world. It's also educating him that the world is a thing that exists. Like he's learning about things as an abstract concept, as opposed to you know, I got off the bus and went to school today and learned about history. He has to learn about the bus too, and like cars can exist and shit like that. Yeah. And then when he gets into the future, I wonder if it would be a, an interesting thing to do where. Someone, maybe it's Foley, maybe we'll give him that, but someone has to teach him about the world fucking again now. Like he has to give him like the, okay, here's how the world actually works. Here's how the world actually works. Here's what you got to do. By the way, why is she limping? What happened? She, she just her, fell out of her car. She, when a, she, f- she reacted so extremely that she leapt from her car and fell in the street Okay, and did a backflip. Sure. And that's how she got the Batman role. Now, this is a weird line. <laughs> Dave Foley's about to say, well, you're a nice boy. What she needs is a nice man. That yeah. feels like it's which is like that's an important that's a that's trying to be the theme that's trying to be the theme. yeah yeah, yeah. is the screenwriter going I know one of these lines has to say the theme yeah yeah or sound but, like but it. yeah there's the there's but you don't there's not really the, the a manifestation of of yeah none of that, the rest of the movie what that is, changes in what he does yeah so yeah if it was more like I mean you know how would you approach that that he's more like if the the idea of everything is like oh everything's so fascinating and I'm so excited about everything and and but then what's what what would he do different at that it's point? The, it would be it's I mean, the now suddenly he's all like, Oh, let me take care of you. But you know, it's not like this is a big change for him. Right. This is still in character for him, what he's been like. Yeah, yeah there's this, there's no growth presence. Yeah. Well, and and even if there w- were growth present here, even if we want to give this as growth, it's like you can't have the guy say, You've got to grow up and be like, Okay. And then yeah. literally oh. the same scene. It's like, yeah. oh, duh. Well, and then he's Let me just tear her pants off then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's manly. Let me swab your very your, superficial your, scrape. Your tiny scrape. Yeah. There is actually... It occurs yeah. to me. <laughs> Dude, I didn't say go all the way to fatherly. That's creepy. <laughs> now you're like Cherry dad. Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Yeah, wow. Now you're like your dad. That's weird. No. One of the things... I was talking about Christopher Walken should have a massive existential quandary when he finds out. So should Adam. There is no cognitive dissonance in this movie that's being challenged yeah. where he's like, I really have to... I spent 35 years in a freaking hole. My parents are insane. You mean none of that happened? Yeah. Like, there, there should... That should rock people. Maybe it should rock Adam. At which point, that's a question. At which point in the story but, should we reveal to Adam 
We never actually see him find out. Right. We see yeah. him not he's, knowing. He's and just say, so what, you know, well, what was that like? I mean, you know, to anyone over 35, what was it like when the Holocaust happened? Like the what now? Yeah. Th- yeah. This movie never actually gives <laughs> us a scene where Adam finds out. Yeah. Should we do that? I feel like we should. But I, then I, I have to imagine that the reason this movie doesn't show you that scene is because this movie doesn't want to be about the necessary result of that scene yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. This movie wants to be a cute rom-com. It doesn't want to be. And that's how we wrecked this guy's brain. Yeah, really. But I feel like it should be there. Well, at least as far it's as it's the most interesting thing that that you could do is say well, your whole life has been a lie empirically. I think actually, yeah. I I feel like you can find a way to make that part of the part of the theme because again, it's like this is what it's it's even more to him. It's like this is what fear does to people. You 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 know because his dad was so afraid of the holocaust that he they they live in a hole and he's still living in a hole it's like that's what it does to you you know it will it will ruin your life it will literally it will it will you'll 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 miss your whole you'll miss your whole life it will put you in a box and you will never get out of that box how does that relate to the scene where he gets told about it well i'm saying he learning about it you can you can tie him learning about it back to that's the the sort of yeah, thing I mean, that you, you definitely through. wanted to be rocked by it, but yeah. you, but you could let him sort of kind of get past it by his fundamental sort of goodness and everything works out for the best. But but the idea that the reason he finally pulls it together is like, but but in the end, it's good that that didn't happen, yeah, isn't it? And you know the fact that uh, you know I'm here and you're here, and you know we wouldn't have met otherwise. And that and would but if we that, had if if that if, would be a kick in the pants to get over any fear he had of any any of that that's lingering from behind. It's like. Fear is what made this happen. Fear is what what did this, and there's I can okay, you know I so, can go so back into that box. So or that's I can. so that's the thing. So the, so the so the setup is he's he's getting the hots for her too, but she has a boyfriend. That's established mm-hmm. right from the beginning. And hey, you know she's got a boyfriend, so hands off. She Mr. might as well be married. Yeah, you know. So never mind that. Those but relationships are pretty serious. Got, he's actually got feelings for her. So so when he realizes, like you know what, you're right, and it was terrible that I lived. You know, we lived our whole lives in fear, and that's why I want to tell you I re- I'm really into you. And she's like, oh God, oh no, you know. But that's when he admits to her. That uh, you know, she's, he's got a thing for her. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Fear is a really useful theme. That fear fits <laughs> into this really well in a way. Like this movie doesn't do anything with fear. No, but you could totally make this about fear. Yeah, or, about well, it doesn't deal with fear. the consequences. It's, it's about it's a story about fear. Yeah, that well, that's what I mean. But that's yeah. yeah. But that's a really useful sort of thing to tie together. Yeah. So yeah. He, so he learns from his. Okay, so let me give. Let me, so let me. Let, we need Adam to learn something from both sides. He will learn about fear from his parents if you do this shit it can eat you up and you live in a hole for the rest of your life voluntarily for parts of it and he learns from the 90s something there are things to be afraid of well there's always there's always going to be things to be afraid of but you can't let that make you not stop, live your life yeah, stop the, you the other me. the other aspect is he comes back up and what you were talking about the difference between the you know the 50s and the 90s is like oh everybody it's all about community in the 50s and the 90s it's very insular it's like he he leaves he leaves the world where he's been living in this box and he discovers everybody's still living in their own little boxes yeah you know there you go oh yeah nice <laughs> yeah nice oh, and he tie it into Dave Foley as the website guy he's got his own little box that scene right there that nice. just happened should be she comes home from the club, home, 
to Nathan Fillion, whom she still lives with in our plot. And then he shows up at the door and says, no, I didn't go home with that girl. Freaks her out, you know, and he tells this whole thing about, and I actually, okay, I have, I have feelings for you. And, she, and she's like feeling guilty. And she's like, look, none of that stuff ever happened. There was no Holocaust. He's like, I'm, I live in a hole in the wall, in the, in the ground with my parents for 35 years. And, but and I have feelings for you. All that happens in that one scene. And Nathan Fillion, like, hears the whole thing and goes, oh, my fucking God, I got to get this guy out of here right away. And mm-hmm. I got just the, just, just the way to do it because he's got this crazy idea that he lives in a fallout shelter for 35 years. Mm-hmm. So it's all about him. I got this guy's. This guy's into my girl. Can't be having that. Time for him to go away. Plus, I think he's legitimately dangerous and insane. Yeah. Or even if I don't think of that, this is still a pretext. And I go, and he punched me. He hit me. I went to the club and he punched me in the face. And you got to get this guy off the street. Help me, you know, authorities. You know what? You know what has to happen is when she's instead of uh, Eve looking for him, she has to. She has to go look for the fallout shelter. She yeah. has to meet his parents without him. There you go. She meets there his you parents, go. And she goes, he, oh, my God, he, this is all He true. gave her the clues about blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then she's, now he's been put away. And she's like, I know that was so weird and crazy. Even like, But still, what if? And yeah. she goes searching and she finds the adult bookstore, whatever the clue is. And next door, and she goes and finds this shrine to him. <laughs> and like, I think I'm getting kind of warm here. <laughs> And the homeless people Keep going. Like, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And the homeless people are like, did you do you, and he, and she goes down and there's mom and dad. Yeah. Totally has to be that way. Now what scene does she have with mom and dad? What do they talk about? Like what what's that interaction like? I think that would be really interesting. Well, maybe, oh, maybe, oh, maybe, wait, maybe wait, wait, that's wait. what okay, you go. I got, but I got so, one. I got uh, one too. <laughs> <laughs> we all got one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh she so dad's sleeping, whatever. Dad's not but she interacts with mom. With mom. And mom is just so incredibly regretful that she has spent her entire life down here trapped in this little box and she can basically state the theme of like we were just so scared oh there you go down it's here. okay so so that no one tells brendan fraser that his his scene is just about you know i look i actually have feelings for you and i'm going to tell you the truth now i'm from a fallout shelter yada yada, yada. while he's tied he, up and he gets put away yeah. you skip that you don't need to beat about none of that ever happened because you save that for when eve goes what you were in a fallout shelter for 35 years that's crazy yeah. she finds it she finds mom and that's the conversation like why were you down here that never actually happened I yeah well because that, of the war the story what war the story didn't make any sense why i didn't believe him because there was no war what so yeah, there you go. Okay, going, what happens? So yeah, so but now what happens? Yeah, well, the I, I think the idea that that <laughs> mom that, goes to wake up the dad by punching him in the eyes. <laughs> she that, pours her drink in his face. That's that's where it goes into the thematic. <laughs> she smothers him. In that's, yeah, really. That's what you she fucking do. fat boy, slim motherfucker. <laughs> that, no, no, the, no. The thing that would be is that probably mom mom would rationalize it, be like, you know what, it w- it was a scary time. This was this seemed like the right thing to do at the time, and it sucks. But at least we were safe, and you know, and and we raised Adam safely. And they stuff would like have that. died if yeah. we didn't have that shelter. That's true, but yeah. but even even sitting that aside, it's like whether or not there was a Holocaust up there. It's like if the Holocaust happened, we'd have been safe down here. It didn't happen, but we still lived a safe life down here, you know. And and that's thematically, you know, the metaphorical box that. Eve is living in, she's living in her safe life. She doesn't want to go after Adam or anything like that because sure. she's like, that's going to, you know, yeah, screw yeah. stuff up. And then she's seeing, no, everything, mom, that you're saying is completely insane. And <laughs> I, you can't live, you know, you can't live safe and miss your entire life that way. You have to actually go out and, and live your life. And that's why she decides to go after Adam. Yep. Is that what you're going to say before? Was that your yes, thing? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> Who else had a thing? I, I, <laughs> let's go around I, I don't have a thing for this. I, 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 I like that one. But, uh, <laughs> I, I had a thing. I'm trying to remember what it was. Give me a second. Well, I was listening to yours and I forgot mine. <laughs> it was, um, 
Eve goes down to find him. Hey, you want to try to call that number? We just missed it. But it <laughs> I know. It was an eight one prominently. Remember when we did that with ILM? Did we? Oh, it was oh no, it's not. Oh yeah. Um, not not ILM, but Lucas Arts or something. No. The, uh, the sound system. THX. Oh, THX, right. There was some movie like E.T. or something. It had like THX. If there's any problems with this, just call this phone number. We're like, no way. And we called <laughs> yeah. it. And the fucking voicemail still worked. Like I yeah. got a connection where it's like, you have reached THX. Unfortunately, we don't use this phone. <laughs> we don't give yeah. a damn. Unfortunately, no one is checking later. this message. All right. So Eve comes down, finds mom and dad. I like that mom and dad find out without Adam knowing. Mm. yeah oh there you go okay yeah that's a good that's a good thing. dad's there too it's not just it's not just even mom yeah see dad remember when dad had a heart attack to start the plot going he seems <laughs> to be fine now <laughs> dude and i like this beat i like this beat the way if we if, if our version is eve finds the shelter first and this guy is there that he comes down with her i mean that can be like okay who's this guy though what's going on is he a mutant from the future yeah, and no. he's like i don't know he just wanted to come i just he wouldn't he wouldn't show me where the elevator he's was like the cockroach to eve's wally yeah <laughs> um she goes down. She talks to mom and dad. They're both there. Actually, that would. Or, How's or, Adam? He's fine. He's, or if the if if Mr. Mutant Priest goes down, he can, he and dad can go off and talk. He's like, I'd actually really like to learn more about your world. <laughs> yeah, like, really. And like, so that gives an opportunity for just mom and Eve to talk if you want to do that. Or dad could still be incapacitated. I think that's or a plot that, point yeah. that you know why have we left that plot thread? Eve could kill him. Connected. <laughs> Eve could just she, like, has, he, she drops that bomb on him so to speak she ah. has measles so she, that they're she, not vaccinated for no, 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 and she they drops die. The, no she drops the bomb on him like no that never happened and he has a second heart attack and he dies <laughs> wow mom's never gonna get over a drinking yeah. problem now well if we're gonna wreck Adam's life we might as well wreck Eve's too um, <laughs> that's the spirit no let's see yeah and a bomb for a bomb leaves the whole world how bombed did, how did they get into the hotel room no 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 no, no. here it is Adam's been taken away. He's been committed because they think he's insane. You have to come with me to convince the world this is true. Ah. We're not going up there. You have to. Your son's life is at stake. Yeah. No one will yeah. believe you unless you tell That's them good. this is all true. That's good. And then he comes out with his army of hobos. His army of hobos <laughs> breaks him out. We have this big like comedy of and errors they where they're the trying middle, to rescue yeah. him, but he's already breaking yeah. out, and you have like a whole comedy of errors <laughs> for your third act. And, and they just meet in this giant wide shot of like, <laughs> yeah, that's one a, mom, going dad, to, Adam, army Eve? of hobos, <laughs> army of hobos. <laughs> just picture like two giant, just a wide shot, two giant crowds rushing toward each other, melding, and then coming <laughs> yeah. through, turning in, and doing then a double take, and going, wait, what? wait, what? Got to come convince them. I like well, that. They, well, because the, the thing is, they come up because it's like, you need to, you know. You the need one to, thing that would bring them up. Well, the one thing that would bring them up, it's like, you have to come and help Adam. And of course they think they do because they. He, because they, he'll be locked in a box because, for the rest of his life. And he's, yeah. been, and he's been sheltered his whole life, too. But then they come up and they discover he can take care of himself. Good. <laughs> he's found a way to to live in this world, and he yeah. can take care of himself. So so he's he's able to grow up, you know, and th- and then that's to kind of fix their relationship because they probably, I mean, they've been very you know sheltering uh, with him his whole life. So they probably wouldn't have necessarily. Maybe he keeps going down there occasionally to check in, and they're very you know, um, he's he's taking his cues from them until finally he has to act on his own. Yeah. Yeah, and really, like, there has to be the theme of... And that's enough of an art time for, for him to, to have. It's time yeah. for him to grow up, but his parents won't let him, aren't willing to let him go, but he has to become his own person. Yeah. Like, that's just so inherent in the circumstances. That and and yeah. that's, 
you know, and that's that's also what will help to and then the, tie it in. The, the final confrontation is his parents have to tell him, and we're sorry because it turned out yeah. nothing of that ever happened, and we didn't yeah. need to be there in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Got to have so that we yeah. sheltered you, and we were wrong. Yeah, we were yeah. wrong to so literally shelter you that the way. The parents said, "You know what? We made a mistake, and we're very, very sorry." And then he can he can come right back and say, "You raised but me, you raised me, me safe. Yeah. You made me who I am." But that's but that's the end of their arc. Is they have yeah. to admit they were wrong yeah, and exactly. to let him go. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Good. <laughs> we totally fixed this movie even not a musical this is so much better I know. A plot. not as a musical i'm like i kind of want to see this happen yeah no, I wanna <laughs> this is weird the, uh, the uh the blurring on these uh now is this a digital blur on some of these pictures or do you think the, the actual in in the in the real world did they blur some of these covers because it's very selective uh yeah it's really just the one that oh yeah see a couple go. there nope yeah. those are floating blurs <laughs> can you tell the tracking on them a little bit yep Wow. Yep. Yeah. The MPAA, man. Yeah, they was were just, just a up. little, just a little. I, too... I, I was, I would love it if they just made a bunch of images that are blurred and put them on the <laughs> yeah. covers. Yeah, like printed out blurry like, photos. See, for there's the a couple tapes. there back there that are blurred. It's like, it's like, were they going for a PG thirteen and got a PG out of it, or you know, of all things? Yeah. What was? What is the rating? Oh, this is X. Yeah, <laughs> it probably would. I'm sure it's 13. And what boy? Can you imagine if that was if that literally was a ratings thing where you had to, like okay, which ones? Okay, the world, the girl in the purple, and then the one over there, and the what? The, see the two, the two guys definitely, and that one, <laughs> you get to, like your list from the okay. Well, that's, no, that's still but, one of my favorite moments in in my working in the business. Yeah. Were you there that day? Because it was right around Moby Dick. What? We were working. Uh, it was it was around when Moby Dick was being made, and I was at the asylum for one reason or another. And then Alex, who was the editor on Moby Dick, was like getting one of their other movies ready for to be aired on Comedy Central. It was like a teen sex comedy. Right. The other movie that was coming out that Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was like a teen sex comedy. It had already come out on DVD, but now it was going to be aired on Comedy Central. So they had to create a broadcast safe version for it. Because it, it was a TNA movie. Because it was a TNA teen sex comedy thing. And so, literally, the opening sequence is girls topless jumping on uh, trampolines, bouncing into an outer frame. That's the, it's the NSFW Man Show opening. That's yes. what, yeah, that, exactly. That's exactly what it was for the credits. And so they were going through it frame by frame as the girls are like twisting from you know back to frontal to side, <laughs> going. Can you see enough nipple now that it's not okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Go back two frames. Okay, forward one frame. I think that's the frame right there. And like deciding frame by frame when <laughs> when the it be- nudity when was it became acceptable acceptable versus unacceptable they do that well the, I mean the MPA does they do the same thing with violence it's like you have to cut three yeah. frames of that gun hit yeah, yeah. three <laughs> then it's not violent <laughs> then anymore. it's not violent there he oh he's walking down the street Look yeah at that. there he is hey it's him that's great yeah exactly they didn't have to hire a PI or anything yeah, just drove around for just a little drive while. around. So well, you know, it. it's the valley, so. <laughs> yeah. She dro- oh, hey. she, got, she dropped that box of highly valuable baseball cards onto a wet street. God yeah. damn it. And now it's worth nothing. But they've got the stock certificate, so it's okay. Yeah, so they've got a backup. It's okay, because it's true love. I'm yeah. astonished. And the other thing about the stock certificates, to me, you know, when they introduced that, I, I was kind of like, so is he going to make like little snowflakes out of them or something? Because yeah. he was told that they're worthless. Yeah. So why wouldn't he just make But he brought them for some reason. Yeah. yeah. I think they they mentioned that uh, it's uh, yeah. See, this works. It's a mom and dad. I think I think, but this beat should have been 
okay, Adam's never coming back. Yeah. You know, it's a, and so we have to seal it up and oh, here comes someone. But it's mm-hmm. a girl. What the hell? It's like, no, no, Adam's. You know. and, and it can be like, we can wait 12 more hours for him to come back. And then we've got to yeah. seal it up for other because we he's not coming back. And yeah. then we've got to seal it up before the world gets inside. Yeah. That beat me. So maybe that maybe we do need some hint of the beat rather than dad going up first and going, oh, it's horrible up there. It should be like, we have to go check for Adam. The mom and dad go up for 10 seconds to go, oh, my fucking God, and go back down. Yeah. yeah. Like there's no way he could have survived up there. Like a, a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. a bike, he, a bike he, gang he was happens to go by. Yeah, at they that they see all that stuff that he saw in the very beginning. And, yeah. you know, and, there's, and there's she males up there. It's, oh, it's horrifying. Oh, my God. I like the, the detail of the dust, like the gigantic yeah, this is a little bit cloud of, of dust. A little puff of dust. Yeah, you don't want it. It would ruin the comedy, but I kind of wanted them to be a little more troglodytish after 35 years down there. Things are a little more worn out and threadbare and no. kind of like barely hanging in there. But tr- but they're still trying. They're trying to keep yes. it yeah. looking good. There, there isn't really a whole lot of wear and tear evidence in yeah. the production design as it goes on. Yeah. And meanwhile, he brings her down and is like, well, they took that well. Yeah. yeah. That's it. The fact that, yeah, they're just kind of like, oh, hey, first human we've seen in 35 years. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I almost expected it to be like there's they devolve to these tribal rules. It's like, yeah. all right, you bring the woman down. Look, it's society says collapse. Yeah, you got to go back to base principles. You bring the woman down uh, and she'll just make babies and then we'll maybe grab a couple more to cook or something. And like, yeah. it's like, no. And the fact that they're just, they're having a dinner party and it just hasn't come up. By the way, there was no Holocaust. Just, <laughs> I know it's rude to bring it up, but <laughs> there really wasn't one. So what the fuck, you guys? Yeah. I'm just, still worried about how that scene is going to happen. Like, that scene should be the most important thing the person hearing it has heard in at least the last decade. It's got to be a really important also scene. Also, the, the movie just suddenly jumps to voice over here. Yeah. Like, okay, and uh, so now let me just wrap it all up for you. Here we go. Well, that's mom's song. That's her working through it. Got it. When like, she discovers that. It's like Harrison Ford. And yeah, Blade exactly. I just, oh, we got to explain it. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I think she tells mom and mom freaks out, but rationalizes it to herself. Like this was, this was ultimately the right thing to do because it was better for, you know, Adam and, and us. And it's like, no, this was the worst thing. And <laughs> the worst actually, thing. there's another connection to Little Shop I hadn't thought of, but effectively Sissy Spacek could be the sequel to Audrey in Little Shop because she just wants to be <laughs> somewhere that's green. Essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was thinking that, that number. Yeah. I was thinking that a little bit. A reprise bit. and there they are. She just wants to live somewhere that's not green. Yeah. Somewhere that's real green, not fake green. Just imagine putting your mom and dad in the back of a van with no windows. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was. They're probably handcuffed to the wall, you know, just to be safe. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thinking though, There's yeah, a cow in, there in that in that version, mom and dad are on the same page. I think we do away with mom, yeah. being quite so desperate to go up up top and having a drinking problem and stuff like that. I think she would be, she would be more on board with it. Uh, to to make that work thematically, but you could also, I mean, maybe you could find a little bit of redemption in the fact that, uh, you know, but the but you did, you know, thank God for your baseball card collection because if you know these these would have been lost over time, but because yeah. you had them for thirty five years and you kept them kept these safe, you're 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 millionaires now. You know, you mm-hmm. they're worth all this money. Why is Dave fully there? <laughs> yeah, because he just really more of a family thing, Dave. Yeah, yeah. geez, Dave. <laughs> But Dave's estranged from his parents. They kicked him out of the house because obviously they disowned him. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. 
There's another song we got. Here's have. where here's where she goes all cartoony all of a sudden. Yeah, she's gonna suddenly. You no, know, for some reason they they made it go really big with this moment. Twice. It's a callback scene. Yeah. Ta da! It's like we got we got the nice uh, backyard. Make sure you Vanna White the hell out of it. Yeah. Yeah, oddly framed shot too. Exactly, it looks like it was to match. It was to match the other shot. Yeah, it felt like a green screen shot. That was so strange. But that was full body, wasn't it? I don't remember. No, the the shots match pretty well. It's it's a close match. It's not supposed to be dead on, but I like how quick he is. He's like, oh no, she's not rushing. No, she's not rushing. That's okay. Stop that! But she should have been. She totally should have been. Yeah, she totally should have been a first generation Russian. Yeah, that her parents, you know, came over right about the time this happened. Her parents. Fled Russia and oh, came to America. Here we go. There was no Holocaust. It's yeah. okay. So, which he apparently took well and off screen. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, and, yeah. and so does yeah, this, this whole ending with Christopher Walken is like, no, he's just insane. He's just yeah. still crazy, flat out crazy. Which like, he oh, was. But at I, the I love this yeah. line coming. It, and they're like, a, with the, yeah, his, his whole thing are like, no, they're the Russians. They're just laying low. They're, they're running the come long back. Con. Yeah, they're running the long con. I'm telling you, there's a guy named Putin. He's gonna yeah. bide his time for. He's a the while. one to watch. This one, one, one. Brendan teammate. should be so much more alarmed by this because he can see that his dad is like forming a new rationalization. <laughs> yeah, really. He should be more like, Dad, no, stop. No, it. no, stop. He's gonna. I gotta get a shovel. I gotta get a shovel and get a dig a hole. Mm-hmm. No, Dad, you really don't. By the way, this might be the most Christopher Walken. Yeah. Yeah. Monologue. Our evil empire has collapsed. Poor us. <laughs> That's exactly how he says it. I know. Has collapsed. Poor us. I know it is. <laughs> I bet they even asked for financial aid. I think they did. Hmm. Commies. <laughs> God, what's it like to be in his head? <laughs> the probably ceilings are very low. There's mice in the corner. <laughs> Don't tell your mother. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Whatever, Dad. I'm now realizing for the first time <laughs> yeah. that you are powerfully insane. You're <laughs> batshit crazy. And that's the moment I realized he was. One hundred, not ninety-nine percent <laughs> yeah. crazy. Oh, and this that that other attempt at here's the theme we were going for all along of oh the parents take care of the children and then the children takes care of the parents. That's <laughs> that was the theme. They're just adding. They're just <laughs> like adding shit. They're just Alicia Silverstone is improvising. And the moral of the story is a stitch in time saves nine. Mm. Oh, I get it. I totally get it. What's he doing here? I have no idea. I think is he's, he trying to measure? Like, I think he's measuring off a new fallout shelter. <laughs> I think that's the idea because the Russians are coming back or something. So so nobody learned anything, but if you save your baseball cards, you'll be a millionaire. <laughs> you can't get a more 90s story than that. Hooray. I think this is a real house. Did they built the house? I know. So you usually don't see a roof like that, but it's in the middle of This was fun nowhere. as hell. Now that turned out all right. <laughs> I like story room episodes. These are fun. Anyway, wow, I still have a lot of affection for this movie, but we just made it like 40 times better. Yeah, exactly. And now, and now every time I watch about the, another version, of now it, every time I watch this movie, I'm going to be like, ah, shit, we got to do the other one now. We got to do the other one. I want to like, I, 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 we might have ruined this movie for me because now I'm just like, God, <laughs> but there's such a better version. We could do this anyway. But fuck. Yeah. I mean, super cool. I had a great time on this one, Brian. Yeah. Well, that's definitely four hours of my life there. <laughs> uh, four hours. Well, I, I, had, I had to watch it twice. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Doesn't Four it feel good to stretch those like writer muscles? But though? no, that that was a very enjoyable story. I, uh, I, story yeah. room. I just kind of suffered through it the first time, but rewriting it made it go much faster. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Darkman. Uh, yeah, pretty much. The I'm 
kind of like, okay, this is fine, but uh, I enjoyed, <laughs> I, I enjoyed taking another swing at it. So that was <laughs> that 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 made this a very enjoyable episode. But generally, because we weren't really talking about the movie, yeah, yeah, I don't think like thing. Flash from the Past fans are gonna enjoy this. Like, yeah. they're gonna come over here from IMDb and be like, oh, well, they're talking about all it for three the- of them. Yeah. Well, that, so, yeah. that big blast from the past uh, message board. They're not going to yeah. be with us. Oh, my God. That, that is department a... department head, Ben Yai. Holy yeah. shit. Is that, is that the same as the makeup guy? Yeah, that's, I think so. That's the oh, makeup there you guy. Go. That's he's, a great get for the movie. Well, yeah, now he's like the godfather of makeup. Yeah. Whatever. Trey? Yeah, so any uh, any blast from the past fans, come at us, bro. Yeah. And be, I mean, yeah. the one. Be sure and tell <laughs> us what we Sid missed Dutton. about this one. Sid Dutton. Visualize. Cool. Yeah. Who's so, Sid Dutton? Uh, Matt Painter guy. Yeah. I met him. He, I worked with him. Uh, well, not work. I, I didn't work and with produced him. Produced by Ronnie Harlan of all But people. I uh, worked alongside him and saw him on Smoke Breaks at Zoic. There you go. Years ago. Yeah, this movie is, um, turns out this movie is kind of like a frog. It's more fun when you just cut it open and look at all the parts. <laughs> then <laughs> itself. Just watch it. Yeah. Just watch it. Because <laughs> by itself, it doesn't really do that much. <laughs> but but it's, it's cool to cut it open and see what's inside. Trey, your analogies are so fantastic. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. My analogies are like a sunny day in <laughs> London town. It's, it reminds me of a line from Community. There's a line in Community where it's like, that's like getting mad at the owl for me being really bad at analogies. Anyway. Exactly. It's exactly like that. This has been What Are You Doing movie. And we found out, man, what you were doing movie. Yeah. Uh, you and, know, we did, and we didn't like day. it. Find yeah. more episodes at friendsinyourhead.com. Go to twitter.com slash friends in your head. Facebook friends in your head. Friends in your head at gmail.com. Go to the forum. Wonderful community of people. It's growing every week. Uh, buy our shirts. Give us money. Hold and heal design. And we on the website. And until next time, my name is T. Christie. Ryan Finnegan. This has been What Are You Doing movie. Good night. Good night. Accent. She went the positive. positive. And it ends with That's what the, we did. It ends with a nice Randy Newman classic. Uh, let's drop the big one, which is uh, one of my favorite Randy Newman songs. I got to get more into Randy Newman. I liked all the Randy Newman I've ever heard. I just haven't actually gone into him and like got albums and shit. I know short people and like the Toy Story songs and that's it. Eh, that, that that'll do it. No. <laughs> There's lots of good stuff. <laughs> Look how it's spelled too. Accent chew ate yeah. the positive. That's That's how you say it right. Cool. Whatever. Definitely okay. went out with a bang there. Yeah. Right. And uh... friendsinyourhead.com. <laughs>